This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, June 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, that tractor-trailer uh, accident on the Schuylkill Expressway. So uh, the trailer was carrying deli meats, and it caught fire on oh, the boy. Schuylkill early Monday morning. It happened at 3.45 a.m. on the eastbound side of the Schuylkill near the Conshohocken Curve. The driver of the truck was able to detach the cab portion of the burning trailer. Uh, the driver was not injured. The burning, tra- the burning trailer crashed, sending debris onto the roadway. Now, this is a serious question. Yes. I know there's a tragedy, and hopefully nobody was really hurt in this thing, yeah. but do you think it did smell like a barbecue? I would I have to imagine, right? Jelly meat yes, or yeah. fire, like, you sure. know, like roasting ham or yeah. something like that? Well, all right, so not that long ago. Ham, some, definitely. Something happened where, like, uh, wasn't there, like, syrup or, like, molasses or something like that was Yes, stole? and people could smell it around the area. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, yeah. it was, like, a couple of months ago. I don't know, I press. I assume yes. It probably smells delightful yes. around there. No, I'm going to assume no on that. I think that fire is going to overtake the smell. There's fuel. I think and that other is yeah. that's a legitimate but... scientific question, Preston. If you if you burn a truck full of deli meat, yes, I would have to imagine you would smell it. You right? Smelled some, yeah, so. some some cooking. I mean, meat. Yes, you're not in favor of burning deli trucks. Well, you're right. simply observing. I want to know if anybody lives in the area. Yeah. If they woke up and thought maybe somebody was making a grilled ham sandwich. I do. Or I live like in the that. area. It didn't smell like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You remember we, when you were a kid and like you'd smell bacon oh, in the yeah. morning? Mom's cooking yeah. bacon on a Saturday morning. Oh, that was a great way to wake up, man. Hear the when crackling you, of the fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, man, I had so many questions about this. But when you, <laughs> when you, um, did you smell the fire? That's what I was going to ask, Kat. Did you smell the fire? You didn't smell the cooking meat, but did you smell the fire? I, like fuel you would smell or, the smoke, right? Yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't smell the 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 fire. I think it was a little uh, further up. Like I passed over the Schuylkill, and I couldn't even see it. So it was closer east, but like closer to us here okay. in Bellakimwood, I think. Yep. Uh, fire crews were called to the scene uh, that was, uh, and they shut down both uh, eastbound lanes of the Schuylkill Expressway. Of course, you're going to start to see a gaper delay on the westbound side. People when they got the, cow, the the original call, Kathy, they thought it was a bunch. Of baloney. Oh! Yes! Yes! It may have been. Drivers are advised to take alternate routes, including Route 23, Ridge Pike, and Lancaster Avenue. So we'll keep you updated throughout the morning as to when they can get that reopened. By the way, is baloney pork? What is baloney? That's a good question. question. Uh, you know, hot dogs I, are right. I know well, people don't hot dogs. Hot dogs well, I'm the wrong be. person to ask. I, t- I told you guys that I ate liver. I ate bologna for like a year and a half before I realized it wasn't what I preferred. Liverwurst. So that's how stupid I am. All right, bologna sausage, also spelled well, bologna sausage, also yeah. spelled bologna, <laughs> is a sausage derived from mortadella, ah. a similar looking finely ground pork sausage containing cubes of pork fat. Originally from the Italian city of Bologna. So it's Bologna. pork fat. No. People yeah. don't stand for it. They don't. No. Yeah. He doesn't stand for bologna. <laughs> so gross. Haven't uh, had bologna in a long time. I think I'm going to have to revisit that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Why it's is right. that not like a standard? Because it stinks. Uh, but I mean, like, it's not, right? Is it in like the Bologna's deli great. counter with the. I know, but I'm saying, like. That's I, right, it stinks. Why is it not a sta- Like, why is that not burning on the Schuylkill? Why is it ham? <laughs> I'm I just guessing know. it was. We here. don't know no, it's I, in the truck. I know. We, I know. I'm kidding. It's but a lot like, of supposition. When you, when you go to the deli meat, is 
bologna. I mean, it's when you go there. to the deli counter, is yeah. bologna, it is there? I just think it, it had its day. I think, like, back in the 70s and 80s, it was more popular, easy to go to, and then we got a little more health conscious of, uh, right, of okay. fat content and so on. Bologna was a standard lunch oh, box sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. With mustard. Uh, oh, really? See, we, we, I went to Manny's. Yeah, oh, bologna, no. bologna, yeah, oh, God. Yeah, 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 bologna, yeah, that's bologna, far. Bologna, and bologna and mayo. That yeah. sounds kind of nice. I, I was a may, mayo guy. Okay, we're moving on. Today, we are. No, we're yes, we are. Today, thing. the mask requirement is lifted in Pennsylvania after more than a year. Those who are not vaccinated are still encouraged to wear them. Last month, state officials said Pennsylvania would lift its mask mandate on June 28th or when 70% of the uh, state's population was fully vaccinated. Vaccinated, June 28th came first. The CDC still requires people to wear masks on public transportation, on planes and airports and at train stations. Businesses can still dictate whether or not masks are required in their stores and establishments, which obviously is creating some confusion for customers. People never know walking into a store if they should be wearing a mask or not. Nearly 60 percent of adults in the Commonwealth are fully vaccinated and about 56.5 percent in Philadelphia. In Pennsylvania, 7.6 million residents are partially vaccinated and about 75 percent of Pennsylvania's 18 and over. Pennsylvania lifted all other COVID-19 restrictions on Memorial Day. Earlier in May, the Pennsylvania Health Department followed the CDC's guidance to ease mask wearing orders for fully vaccinated people, allowing them to stop wearing masks outdoors and in most indoor settings. The universal masking order in Pennsylvania was originally issued on April 15th, 2020. The Philadelphia Parks and Recreation Department will announce Monday which of the 74 city pools will reopen this summer. The department posted on Twitter that they've been working around the clock to hire lifeguards. Finding and training lifeguards to work at neighborhood pools has been a challenge for the city due to the pandemic. Dozens of positions have already been filled, but they're saying there is still a need. The Parks and Recreation Department helps candidates to obtain Red Cross lifeguard certification. Courses were suspended in 2020 due to the pandemic, uh, but now training is back up and running again. And Kathy and Kate have both said best summer jobs ever. Oh, yeah. Lifeguard <laughs> without question. It was great. So if you're looking to go and have a cool adventure job this summer, there you go. There's your gig, man. So you remember I told the story about having the kids in the neighborhood over to the pool because a lot of them were shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came, a couple of them came back and, and one of them just got his first job as a lifeguard, Yay, and he was, like, he was like, "So, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to," and he's very, you know, committed to it. It was so cool, and, and he great. actually brought a uh, a younger friend of his to teach to to kind of bone up on his lifeguard skills to teach him swimming and so on and so forth. It was it was so cool to see it. We well, saw uh, lifeguard training going on at the beach this week. Oh, did you? Yeah, and there were like you know groups of them out there. Now they're doing they're getting out in the yeah, ocean yeah, and sure. stuff. It was pretty intense. But to be a lifeguard. That's a pretty cool little badge, you know? Absolutely. Well, and what's really cool is the certification is free for applicants 16 to 24 years of age who commit to working at City Pool. So they're gonna, okay. they'll pay for your certification. Excellent. Otherwise, the certification is $110 for all of other candidates. City lifeguard positions start at $15 an hour and go up to sixteen ninety five an hour. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And uh, those who sign up now will receive recently cooked deli meat. Okay. okay. Yeah. Not, that's not, no. Are you sure? It's just the free certification. Oh, okay. He Sorry. doesn't stand for baloney. In sports this morning. Oh, hey! No, <laughs> oh, I love that. You, you asked for it. Yeah, you did. You started it. <laughs> I asked for it once. Five times <laughs> oh, is overkill. You're 
The Phillies beat the Mets yesterday afternoon in New York, winning 4-2. to two. Zach Wheeler threw seven scoreless innings against his former team, and the Phillies earned a split in the four-game series. Nice. Wheeler allowed four hits, walked two, and struck out eight. His final strikeout was his 130th of the season, lifting him into a tie with the Indians' Shane Bieber for the big league lead. The Phillies have a makeup game today as they'll take on the Reds in Cincinnati after the two teams were rained out in the beginning of the month. Spencer Howard will get the start. Game time is at 640. In the NBA playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Hawks 113-102 to last night in Atlanta. Chris Middleton scored 20 of his 38 points in the fourth quarter. The Bucks now have a 2-1 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game four is tomorrow night in Atlanta. And the Stanley Cup Finals begin tonight as the Montreal Canadiens will take on the Lightning in Game 1 in Tampa Bay. No Canadian team won the Stanley Cup since Montreal did it back in 1993. The puck is set to drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. Here's a follow-up on the burning deli meat uh, truck text. It says, I drove past the accident on the way to work. The most powerful smell was more like a burning rubber. Yes. Oh. You would imagine. Didn't smell any meat, they said. Yeah, oh, well, they, I smelled yeah. meat one time that smelled like burning rubber. <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. So you never know. All right. Well, we welcome you to a Monday morning. We have a new Word of the Week prize that is all set to go for you, and it's a booze-related one we have from Revivalist Spirits. I'm wearing their shirt today, by the yeah, way. They're awesome. Revivalist Spirits. Uh, a bottle each of these. They're, they're amazing Revivalist Vodka, refreshing Revivalist Summertime Gin, and Young American Bourbon Yummy, and a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro as well. They have a great little restaurant there. It's an awesome place. Revivalist Spirits voted Top Craft Gin Distillery by USA Today. You can order online for free delivery anywhere in Pennsylvania with the purchase of two bottles or more. Uh, but you must be 21 years of age or older, so we will give that away today. Everybody good on this Monday morning? Yeah, very good. Everybody. Very good. Yep. Excellent. Back from a, uh, a warm weekend and a warm week, as we said, it's going to get hot. We have a heat wave that is in effect as we speak. Huh. And uh, mid, to, it's going to feel like over 100 degrees. Yeah, like crazy temperatures in the Midwest and out toward, like, like yeah. Seattle had like, was like 103 or something yeah. like that. All-time record temperature in uh, Portland over the weekend. Yeah. It's never, ever been wow. this hot on, on recorded record. And I I believe we have the return of Bill Weston today. If we can, I don't know what time he's coming into work, but we have to find out. He's been out m- riding his motorcycle out in the in the west, and he God. was headed right into those yeah. really high temperatures as well. We have to see how that went. I had a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. So uh, maybe we'll have a, a little visit from him today. We'll have to find out. All right, but uh, business as usual. we got stuff to give away and things to talk about. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. A stupid question and some entertainment stories from the weekend to regale you with. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We got a stupid question prize digital download of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because it's 50 years. Dear God. It's been out. I know. We're going to have a cast member on this, uh, this yeah. week, I believe. Yep. Yes. Tomorrow. 
So let me see. Uh, the stupid question I'm going to have for you has to do with the country of Jamaica. Jamaica, uh, there are two United States. There are two states that are smaller than the island of Jamaica. Name them both. Two one five two six three WMMR. All right. Let's see if you know the answer. The two states that are smaller than Jamaica. Two one five two six three WMMR. Birthdays today. Uh, several of them. We're going to start with the biggest one on my list, in my personal opinion. I think Steve, you would agree too. It's Mel Brooks's birthday. Ah, yes, legend. And it's a big one for him. He's ninety-five. Inquisition. Yeah. Let's begin the Inquisition. <laughs> Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. <laughs> We're going to teach them wrong from right. We're going to help them see the light and make an offer. That they can't refuse. That the Jews just can't refuse. I have not seen History of the World Part 1 in a long, 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 long time. I, I gotta, quote I it all the time. That. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like of the the latter Brooks stuff, um, even a hit and miss Mel Brooks is still a really good time. You know? I, mean, I loved it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it was even, supposed to be a second. I, I know. And they, they tease it at the end. Yes. They do Jews in space, Hitler right, on yeah, ice, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, all these yeah, little yeah. things that they show, a Viking funeral. Right. Or, uh, but I, I don't know if that was the intention of to actually make a movie or they were just having fun with it. You there, know? there was apparently, okay. d- despite the end thing, which was done as a joke, but yeah. they were going to, cause there, it's a bit, a bit more history to cover. Yeah. You guys yeah. like the producers? It's a, I love it. It's a, it's a masterpiece. It so long. I know. Me too. I was just thinking like, and there's been remakes and then Broadway and then back to the big screen again. Mm-hmm. So and that was, that was a tough one because I mean, that's earlier on in Melbourne. If you want to see. Uh, there's a very funny movie he directed and wrote called The Twelve Chairs mm. with uh, um, uh, Dom DeLuise and uh, Frank Langella, and it's really good, and it's based on an old Russian story. But he, he has stuff going all the way back, and the producers, when it came out, was considered outlandish. Like, how could you do that? Right. And it was great. Right. Uh, so the great Mel Brooks turns 95 years old today. Watch a Mel movie if you can. That's where Blue Blanky comes from. The yes. Producers, yes. Yeah. yes, from the producers. Yes. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we also have Kathy Bates ah. celebrating a birthday today. Yes, for Oscar award, a winning performance as uh, Annie Wilkes, I think yeah. is her name, and uh, Misery. Yeah, yeah, uh, she turns uh, seventy-three years old. I'm having a brain fart, but what's the other King um, Doris? Oh, Dolores Claiborne, Dolores Claiborne yeah. which That's is right. an underrated movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I've thought about reading that book. That's one of the King books that I haven't gotten to, but it's a really down story, yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll eventually get to it. But she was great in that. Really movie. good. Uh, Danielle Brisebois. Ooh. Uh, she was in the band New Radicals. That's correct. Uh, but she also was, uh, in All in the Family. A little girl. Little Stephanie. That's yep. right. Yeah. And on Archie's Place. Uh, that is correct. And then, uh, she appeared in Knott's Landing. I wasn't aware of that, but she turns 52 years old today. Danielle Brisebois. Uh, it's also John Cusack's birthday uh. today. Uh, John Cusack turns 55 years you old. You must chill! You must chill! <laughs> That's when he's... The guy wants to get his keys back. From, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's the designated driver, and uh, yeah, he's uh, in he's in so much of that stuff that I I love from that era, and that's why. But yet he he apparently kind of turned his back on it. That's why it was good to see him in the hot tub time machine movies. It was almost like, okay, I, I'm cool with this now, you know. So John turns uh, 55 today. Uh, it's John Elway's birthday John today. Elway. Former uh, quarterback turns uh, 61. Made more money selling cars than he ever did as a quarterback. 
Did he yeah, really? He's got a ton of uh, car dealerships out in Colorado, and okay. uh, yeah, he's just made a mint doing he's that. He's got a restaurant at the airport. Yeah. I've seen that while I've been there. I think it's just called Elway's. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no kidding. He's made more in the car business than he yeah. did as a quarterback. Yeah. That's why those endorsement deals are so important. Yeah, yeah. he's like uh, like Piazza out there. You know, there's Piazza, Mike Piazza, um, right. uh, car dealerships all over the Delaware Valley, Elway sure. in uh, Colorado. Okay. He's yeah. the one who came up with Roasted as a tagline. Roasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing genius. That yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> I need something that's Cooking related. Uh huh. How about roasted? Uh, the two at the top of list now are pureed and roasted. Mm, Go with roasted. roasted. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Write uh, it down. John Noe, 61. Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, the actress. Yeah, she's great. I haven't seen her in anything in a long, long time. It doesn't mean she's not acting. There's no. so many things out just there. Just means that everything know. she's in stinks. I don't know what she would <laughs> what she would have been it's in as of late. But I tell you what I loved her in. <laughs> Is some kind of wonderful. She's awesome. I love that movie. That movie has always been a favorite of mine. Shall we spoil it? She gets the guy. Okay, yeah. she gets the guy. Uh, but yeah, and then what was the movie that she was in with Sean Penn? Uh, at, at close, close range. range. Yeah. yeah, she's really good. A good movie too. Yeah, she's very good. It was a messed up movie. Uh, but she turns uh, 55 years old today. She been in anything uh, lately? Yeah, yet? she's still working. So there was a TV show that I don't know called Blind Spot. She was in that for four or five seasons, and then is that the tattooed one? I think it's the, yeah, okay, she yeah. wakes up tattooed, and she's like, no, it's not her, but this other woman is uh, is like a secret agent. Okay, yeah. So uh, she was in that, and so she continues to work. All right, okay. uh, she's 55 today. Uh, it is also an actor named Gil Bellow's birthday today. Uh, Nick pointed him out to me. In Shawshank Redemption, he plays Tommy, Mr. Rock and Roll. Oh, okay. Great character yeah. in that movie. He's in a lot of stuff. And uh, he has uh, an unfortunate ending in that film. Which you know what he was in? He was in the, he was the love interest in Ally McBeal. Was he? She w- she had oh. the crush on him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was never requited. Yeah, uh, his character in Shawshank the book does not meet the same fate. Um, do you remember that person? Did I've you read, read the book? I remember there were a lot of things that so, were different in that in the book, and I don't remember what happens to him. He no. ends up on Dance Moms. <laughs> no, he does no, not. Uh-uh. That no. wasn't even around then. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, they they literally just transfer him to another prison, and uh, I found the impact of what happened in the movie much more impactful. Yeah, I I did like the movie better than the story. In yeah. the, in the book, he uh, um, Andy, all that stuff that he finds buried that Red yes, had left for him, right. Uh, or that, that uh, the other way around, that Andy right. Andy had done that Andy. before he went to prison. He right. left all that oh. stuff for himself. So the puppy he didn't had, fare well. No, the puppy didn't do well at all. <laughs> now, what is this? He left a, the I water in the house. There's a bunch of bones in a bag. But he oh, had, that's the puppy. He had buried all that stuff for himself before he went to prison because he so had that a feeling before. he was going to be busted. Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. I, actually, that's kind of... But the movie, it does it so well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just perfect. So uh, Gil is uh, 54. And then last birthday, it's Elon Musk's wow. 50th birthday today. I thought he was older than 50 years old. So so did I. Yeah. Best known as a uh, guest host on SNL and then, of course, Tesla. Right. The, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> He does uh, shine in different ways. Right. But. He, he is, to me, is is uh, the heir apparent to the kind of Steve Jobs sort of mythology right. that we haven't had in a while. Uh, and what's his uh, his squeeze's name, his girlfriend? Is it, they're not um, married, are they? N- uh, no. Halsey? Is that her? No, uh, that's no. a guy. Not Halsey. No, Halsey's, Halsey's a girl. girl. Is, is her? it her? Yeah. It, Grimes. 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 Yes. Grimes, Halsey. Yes. Halsey Grimes. Um <laughs> Little Yachty. Yeah, Little Yachty as well. Let's throw one of those in there. All right. Uh, anyhow, he is 50 today, Elon Musk. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. There are two states that are smaller 
uh, than the island of Jamaica. What are they? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Jackie. See if we can get the answer. Jackie, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jackie, I need the two states smaller than Jamaica, please. Delaware and Rhode Island? You got it. (laughs) Delaware seems appropriate, right, Preston? Yes, it does. Hang on a second, Jackie. We are going to set you up. We're going to give you a digital download of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You can celebrate 50 years of pure imagination with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Feast your eyes on the sweat, uh, sweet treats <laughs> and whimsical magic like you've never seen it before. You can own it now on digital 4K and Ultra HD. And yes, Bob Marley actually lived in Wilmington, Delaware for a little while. Yes, you did. It's a pretty wild story. All right, we'll go through the box office take of the weekend. Well, the blockbusters finally back $70 million for F9. That's pretty big take. Yes. So far, post-pandemic, it's yes. the biggest take of them all, right? Yeah, yeah. So no surprise there. And for perspective, the second place film, A Quiet Place 2, made $6.2 million. So I still want to see that. Huge difference. Me too. I think I'm going to end up seeing it. I wanted to see it in the theater, but I'll probably end up seeing it at home because I think it will be available in like two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, the yeah. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, then Peter Rabbit 2, Cruella, The Conjuring 3, In the Heights, was number seven, followed by Spirit Untamed. I watched In the Heights. Oh, you did? It's really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know who could have an issue with it. Uh, number nine was uh, 12 Mighty Orphans, and then the top ten was rounded out by Nobody. You know, I was reading a bunch of the reviews, Preston, and uh, for F9, and even the most... Um, I enjoy the series. It's, you know, it's cr- crazy. But most... Every one of the reviews said, okay, now it's just a superhero movie. Like, oh, really? it, it's so over the top... That and many many of the critics who had been supporting it up the series up to now say, "Okay, you lost me now." It's what too, you should do is it's too much. Watch the first one, right, and then F nine back to back and go. This is a sequel. What happened in between? <laughs> yeah, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. All right, so some stories to run by you. We'll start with Prince Harry. He has returned to the UK ahead of the unveiling of a statue in honor of his late mother, Princess Diana. I'm black at Kensington Palace on uh, July first is when that's coming up. Would have been her 60th birthday. Uh, Megan stayed in California with uh, Archie and Lilibet. Uh, rumors and speculation on the current status of Harry and the rest of the feuding royals accompanied the news. Uh, and, of course, Diana would not have approved of the way Harry and Brother Prince are arguing. Many do no, speculate that. it'd be terrible. And it, with yeah. that in mind, maybe they can patch things up. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, and with that, I saw a teaser story that uh, I think William was kissing someone or something like yes. that. Did, I, did, did you catch that story? Um, who was he kissing? Like uh, an aide or something along yeah, those lines? Yeah, yeah, But I didn't really... I'm kind of bored Kathy with Bates. <laughs> Where yeah. He was making out I'm with Kathy Kate. Bates? I'm a big fan of misery. <laughs> uh, I've often fantasized. About. And here's another bit of uh, uh, information. Prince Charles apparently will not strip Archie and Lilibet of their royal titles. Rumors assert, despite previous indications, that he would consider it. I, I tend to think we get a lot of misinformation. Yeah. yeah. And according to an insider, they said, I don't think he will make the unpopular hostile move of removing, ro- removing the royal status of his grandchildren. And then you have, uh, basically, people just comment on this. Absolutely. I because of this point of time. Agreed, sir. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Prince, Why would you do that anyway? Uh, hang on a second. What does it say? Oh, Prince William <laughs> promised to give a 96-year-old woman a kiss once. The rules relax more during his mini tour. Of there Scotland. you go. So that was I it. would like a lot of tongue, Neil. <laughs> you misunderstood. You were thinking of a more provincial kiss where I was looking for something more sexual. <laughs> 
Hey, she's oh. 96, man. Oh, well, I guess so. I, uh, she can ask for whatever she wants. All right. <laughs> Open. Give me more. Give me more pong. Dear God, woman, I can taste your pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> That's how deep he went? Yeah, or there he was went, bile he coming up bile. You know what? You don't know what's bubbling in that old fuselage. Chloe <laughs> uh, Kardashian fans are afraid that Tristan Thompson is trying to win her back. Stop through, it! Through social media after he commented on a recent Instagram post with heart emojis. Queen. This comes on the heels of Roasted. news. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. This comes on the... <laughs> don't you roasted me. On the heels of news, Tristan reportedly slipped into a bedroom at a Bel Air party with three girls. Uh, the post was in celebration of her hitting 158 million followers. Oh, God. I think if you want to show that you are serious about a relationship, you don't go and often do things with lots of other women in bedrooms. That's my that's my take. Tristan and Chloe <laughs> split up for the second time over his history of cheating. Chloe reportedly ended things, but according to reports, is considering reconsidering a romance oh with him God again. Almighty. But they had a celebration because she made it to 158 million followers. Of course they did. Well, now she's at 159. Oh, Nick, well, more champagne. Let's yep. uh, let's do it. I was watching. Did you watch a uh, uh, Family Feud last mm-hmm. night? Uh-uh. So they had this uh, JoJo Siwa and this. Um, well, the, the the dancer, she's um she got to the she was early in. She does all the TikTok dance moves. One of them had pressed in 112 million followers, mm. and Steve Harvey goes one dollar from each of those. Yeah, one dollar, and you're set I for mean, life. And JoJo Siwa, who I found extraordinarily annoying, but but she was en- energetic. But she's she's like from the Dance Moms sort of thing. The the amount of uh, like two three billion views on on YouTube videos amazing. Is, is it, it this Charlie girl? That's it. Yeah. Yes, she's really cute. I've yeah, never she heard is. of her, but Charlie she has one hundred and fifty. All right, whatever. Well, okay, whatever. Yeah. So anyhow, a source told uh, Us Weekly, Chloe still loves Tristan and honestly would take him back in a heartbeat, but that's not happening anytime soon. They spent pretty much twenty four seven together, and now uh, that she broke up with him, they're not around each other. Is anymore. he the only man on earth? For uh, Christ's sake, she's trying to to just adjust and transition into being friendly co parents and separate her emotions from him. See, the original time when they did it and they they patched it back up, it made sense because she wants. She said she wants to have another kid. Uh, that's a sibling, you know, and and do the deal. It made sense. But now, after this, he had an opportunity to establish his fidelity, and he screwed it up. Oh, yeah. How many times did he go to that well? It's I, I don't understand I don't get their, it. their rationale. I guess there's a, there's a circle of people, and when you have that much money and fame, yeah. it's yeah. hard to go outside of that circle because maybe you can't trust other people, you, you know, ulterior motives. And that's and, the most confounding. you allow them to sleep with three women at a time. Right. They'll go three deep, and you're fine with it. Oh, she only been with six other people. Uh, I don't even want to report on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox were styling on a night out in L.A. over the weekend. What were they wearing? were photographed leaving the Whiskey A Go-Go in West Hollywood following a Youngblood concert. Kelly and Youngblood Youngblood first teamed up on Kelly's 2019 album, uh, performed a cover of Oasis' Champagne Supernova. A video post online showed them that they met up with Youngblood at one point in the evening. So there you go. They went out. Are we all happy now? We all better? Listen, yeah. we're obviously very tied into their life and want right. to find out what's going on every weekend. This is better. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are yeah. continuing to enjoy their romance. And I don't nice. mind reporting on seeing these guys out just because, Tell I don't me, know. Where do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> Raw fish. How about a thick steak? 
<laughs> on Friday night, the lovebirds. Do you like your thick stick to bleed? Uh, it will. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday night, the lovebirds had a date night at uh, Avra Beverly Hills Estiatorio. Yeah. Uh, a source said they enjoyed Mediterranean food oh. in one of the private dining rooms. Now, I love Mediterranean food, and I would love to have had a meal with both these guys. Uh, and Jen looked amazing, they said. Mm. Uh, they were both in a great mood. Uh, ben, Tell me, do you like hummus? They said uh, Ben always looks happy, very happy when he is with Jen. No, he's high. Uh, the pair were... High on her, not were, high. We're engaged in 2002. Could, could you imagine in that voice, yeah. I'm having a great time. This is so much fun, you know? This is great. Yeah. Are you going to finish that? <laughs> Tell me, are you going to finish that? <laughs> I will. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm full. Uh, you won't. The pair were engaged in 2002. Of course, they split in 2004. And now they're kind of going back out. I again. would like to see this reach a full conclusion where, you yeah. know, that this is the, the it, hey, they, they weren't right. The first time, but now romance and hope springs eternal, mm-hmm. and they get back together, and it's a good thing. And then, so do, did her and A-Rod have kids? Uh, or was no. it her and Michael her, Anthony? Yeah, her and Michael Anthony. Not they, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony, Anthony Michael from, Hall. From Van Halen? Michael Anthony from Van Halen, yeah. No, no from uh, he, David Lee Roth. God, Mark, Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. Yes. <laughs> and Julius Caesar. So they have kids. Yes, they yes. have the twins. So let's say that Ben and she have kids. Imagine the get-togethers that would happen with her, Ben, Mark Anthony, Jennifer uh, Garner, Jennifer Garner, all this that would that's a that's a pretty high profile. That's a high profile barbecue gathering. Wait, she actually Tell had me who wants hot dogs and who wants frankfurters? <laughs> she had the same thing. What? They're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Anyway, what? I she actually had children. Yeah. yeah so she, she gave twins. birth to twins, fraternal twins, Maximilian David and Emmy Maribel, uh, with Mark Anthony back in two thousand eight. Oh. I, you know, you totally forget it because it, obviously so much has happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I've forgotten yeah. who's had kids with who at this point. Uh, this crazy, crazy world we live in. All right. So, follow up on Allison Mack, the Smallville actress. She is speaking out as her sentencing looms. She was, of course, involved in the Nexium sex cult and in a letter addressing, quote, those who have been harmed by my actions, which accompanying, uh, accompanied sentencing guidelines recommendations from her attorneys, uh, was obtained by the Hollywood Reporter. Mac wrote, It is now of paramount importance for me to say, from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry. I threw myself into the teachings of Keith Raniere with everything I had. I believed wholeheartedly that his mentorship was leading me to a better, more enlightened version of myself. I devoted my loyalty, my resources, and ultimately, ultimately my life to him. This was the biggest mistake and regret of my life. Uh, she'll be sentenced on June 30th, so it's coming up in a couple of days. And she uh, she could be looking at a lot, but she did she did provide evidence, yeah. really the evidence that helped convict him. So yeah. uh, she might get a better deal. She will know? definitely get consideration for yeah. that. That's what they're prognosticating anyway. Huh. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, General Hospital and Kelly Clarkson won big of the Daytime Emmy Awards on Friday. Hey! Cheryl Underwood hosted the pre-taped show, which aired on CBS between distributing trophies. The show featured tributes to... Regis Philbin, Larry King, and Alex Trebek. Listen, I wish I could be there with you, but I'm dead. <laughs> Good point. But to everyone who gave me this award, it really means a lot. I'm not, I'm not going to hold it against you that you waited until after I passed. But seriously, timing is everything. So with the Emmy wins, it looks like Kelly will probably be the one they slide into that Ellen slot. You know? Oh, well, they've already said that's that, that's her. 
Yeah, so... And that's uh, to be the first time that ever happened. Yes, I know. That she slides into the hell slot. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, I, you know, I was catching a bit of the Ellen show. She still does a solid job. She's I, so good. She really could her. stay. I, I don't think there's... Um, but I, I guess she's had enough. Well, she said, she, yeah. you know, she, this is what she said, but yeah. she was going to hang it up after, you know, what, 19 years or however yeah, long it's been? She does so, a good show. I, the Kelly Clarkson thing seems, you know, pretty light and easily digested. Yeah. All right, uh, we have some audio with this. Uh, you can count Bill Maher among the many who hope Quentin Tarantino's movie career doesn't end after his next film. Uh, the host of Real Time did his best to convince the director that things don't have to end for him in Hollywood once his next movie uh, is out. Uh, it, he was on the show to promote his new Once Upon a Time in Hollywood book, but Mayer essentially used it as a prop to illustrate not only how much he loved the film, but as proof that Tarantino's career uh, should be far from over. And I think we have two clips mm, to play here. Not, oh, yep. We're waiting on them. No okay. problem. Uh, but, I, uh, but he was, uh, yeah, he was going on and on about you can't quit. You can't, well, you cannot hang it up now. I agree with, I, I you know, I, we, I love Quentin Tarantino, but I have to say, that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my favorite Tarantino movie. I just love it. Yeah, and, and, and Bill Maher agrees. agrees he says he, yeah. he calls it his peak. Yeah. And essentially, Quentin says, well, I'm not going to get any better from here on out. But I think the argument is, is you don't have to get better. Right. Yeah. You just can continue to do what you do. And even a little less of what, you, what you're better is is still freaking great. You're Quentin Tarantino. Well, because also there have been missteps. Like, there have been movies that I haven't, eh, like... Hateful Eight, I mean, okay, you know, I wasn't blown away by it, but he still has a lot of juice left, you know? All right, so uh, what is the first, I have QT1 and QT2 here. One's eight seconds long, one's 46 seconds long. Uh, okay, okay. Right, let's play the short one first. Here we go, let's see what this is all about. I, I actually have considered about doing a remake of Reservoir Dogs as my last movie. I won't do it, Internet. All right. But I, I, I... So that's what he's considering as his last movie. Then he he says he has one movie left. One more, and then he yeah. hangs it up. All right. right. And then here's uh, Bill Maher trying to convince him uh, not to give it up. Your latest one is your peak. This is my favorite of all time. So what is this nonsense about you're only going to make one more movie? Uh, well... Come on. Yeah. Bad idea. Uh, you know, well, uh, okay. Uh, you c- uh, look, <laughs> it, it, it's... Uh... You're too young to quit, and you, uh, you're you at the top of your game. Why? That's why I want to quit. How do you know it's the top? Because I know film history, and from here on end, directors that's, do not get better. That's a terrible idea. First of all, you're <laughs> judging yourself by other people. How do you can know? You're 58? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. 58's the new 57. No, no, no. <laughs> nice. Funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a guy like him hanging <laughs> it up, you know what I mean? I understand the... Maybe he needs to take a break from it for a little while, and and, and it takes a lot out of him to do a film in his way and make it perfect. But they're spaced out too. He takes a lot of time. He's too much of a fan, you know. Uh, But he does do it all. And his uh, last acceptance speech for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was hilarious because normally when you go up there, you think all these people. Oh yeah. He's like, I, uh, but I did it all. So it was me. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway, we'll see if it remains to be true or not. One more movie Uh, from Quentin Tarantino and then he's done. I would be bummed out if this Uh, was the last one. Gentleman named John Langley. You may not know his name, uh, but uh, he was the creator of the television show Cops. 
And uh, he died, but he died in a big way, dude. He had a heart attack while racing in the Ensenada San Felipe 250 in Mexico. This is one of those Baja races. Yeah, yeah. He had a heart attack in the middle of that thing. <laughs> he was 78 years old. I don't, that's pretty intense to be doing that at 78 years old. I mean, because that, yeah. that's not just riding on a track. That's no. going over. You're getting jostled all over the place. Crazy stuff. He was apparently in, in, in pretty good shape, but uh, it, it happened. There you go. Uh, so Langley was participating in his second running of the record off-road series championship race with his son, Zach, fighting uh. for the overall lead in the open class aboard his 50th Baja truck, uh, suffering a heart attack at the height of the Baja racing location. Uh, it was, by the way, cops, a little background on that was uh, created as an alternative uh, to scripted programming during the 1988 writer strike. That's why it it uh, it was, you know, formed any in, in the initial stage. And became a hit for Fox, uh, following, of course, police departments across the country and ride-alongs. Earned uh, four Emmy nominations during its early years. Uh, the show ended its run in 2013 then uh, on Fox and then moved to Spike, which is now Paramount Network, while finding heavy presence in syndication. Of course, the song Bad Boys by Inner Circle became one of the most famous TV show-themed t- songs of all time. Uh, Langley is regarded as one of the forefathers of reality television. Yes, uh, clearly. Cops, along with shows like The Real World, which were out around that time, yeah. helped establish both the mass popularity of the format as well as its ability to fill network programming gaps at a much lower cost than scripted shows. You know what show is huge, and they're gonna they're they're gonna bring it back. Um, I think it's Real PD, or uh, I mean, where it's it live, where they're actually they're actually. Live tapped into ride-alongs around the country, uh, and it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, through cops, Langley also popularized the cinema verite style of filmmaking that would become the key visual style of not only the ride-along police show but TV documentary and news filmmaking as a whole. Uh, during the latter half of Cops run on TV, Langley said in a New York Times interview that his views on law enforcement and justice had greatly changed since he first started filming. Uh, the police in the 1980s, while he denied claiming that cops was exploiting the people that had filmed being arrested, he felt that America should move towards a philosophy of rehabilitative justice. So he was 78 years old and uh, a huge impact on how television was done yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, uh, cheaper and, and entertaining uh, programming. Well, he went out doing what he liked. Yeah, that's pretty, I guess so, right? Yeah. If you're going to... If you're gonna go out doing something he didn't exciting, choke it, on a pop tart. Right. You know he was doing, was loving the race. Yep. HBO Max is making the first two seasons of the Chris Rock Show available to subscribers starting now. Uh, the original show aired on HBO from 1997 to 2000. Uh, it was uh, sketches, social commentary, celebrity guests, including uh, Prince, George Carlin, Jesse Jackson, Whoopi Goldberg, Missy Elliott, Salt and Pepper. Mm, Salt That's Pepper. pretty wild. Yeah. So if you uh, you have HBO Max, you can catch that starting now, the Chris Rock Show, first two seasons. And then one final story, Samuel L. Jackson, Danny Glover, Elaine May, and Liv Ullman will all receive honorary Oscars this year huh. on January 15th, uh, 2022, that is. Uh, and according to the Academy President, David Rubin, he said, we are thrilled to present this year's Governor's Awards to four honorees who have had a profound impact on both film and society. So he said Samuel Jackson, Liv Ullman, and who else? Uh, Danny Glover and Elaine May. Huh. That's uh, amazing. He said Sam Jackson is a cultural icon whose dynamic work has resonated across genres and generations and audiences worldwide. While Ellie, uh, Elaine May's bold, uncompromising approach to filmmaking as a writer, director, and actress 
reverberates as loudly as ever with movie users. Liv Ullman's bravery and emotional transparency has gifted audiences with deeply affecting screen portrayals. And Danny Glover's decades-long advocacy for justice and human rights reflects his dedication to recognizing our shared humanity on and off screen. Elaine Mays from Philadelphia. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and she wrote uh, Ishtar, which yep. many people uh-huh. consider to be the worst movie of all time. Fun fact, my mom was at the premiere of that movie and sat behind O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson. Shut yeah. up. Swear to God. Wow. wow. Was what was she doing at the premiere? My, my aunt, Susan, lives in Los okay. Angeles, and Susan somehow got an invite and invited my mom, and they, they got dressed to the nines, and they sat right behind O.J. and Nicole Brown. Ishtar's not as bad as It's he, a guilty pleasure it's of not mine. not as bad, I, yeah. I thought it was fun. It's got its moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great it's, movie, but... It's much maligned. There's some fun... I mean, Charles Grodin's in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, come I mean, on. He's great. Uh, and by the way, Danny Glover, has he done anything in a while? Nick, can you look that up? Yeah. Cause I'm curious if he still actively works. I would imagine oh, yeah. he, does. he does. It's probably not that often. He's but... done commercials for that, uh, condition that makes you laugh and cry uncontrollably. That was the last thing I've seen him. And have. that was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That, that came out. Uh, no, he's still, yeah, he's still cranking some right. stuff out. Things that I'm not all that familiar with. You uh, know what? He's, he's in a movie that I really love. Oh, he was in Jumanji the next level. Really? Which I didn't see, so I didn't know that. Did you ever see Grand Canyon? I oh, did. Love that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great ensemble cast, yeah. too. And he, uh, his his storyline in particular is really great. Kevin Klein, Right. And, uh, yeah, there's a number of really good actors and actresses that are in that movie. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to the clips. In the Forever Purge. Is this... Yeah, it's the purge, but guess what? What? It's forever. Uh, Thugs from a drug cartel keep the murderous tradition by chasing down a stranded couple. And in this clip, producer James DeMonico talks about what they did to make this movie stand out from the series. Here we go. This has to be a whole new visual palette that we could really show the audience that we've done something different. Because that's my thing. I don't want to ever repeat ourselves. Even... The idea of just re-entering another purge, we were like, well, they've seen that now. They've seen four movies with four 12-hour purges, and it's a night of lawlessness. Well, how do you one-up a night of lawlessness? Well, then there's one law to the purge, which is the purge ends. I don't give a f- uh, the Forever Purge comes out in theaters this Friday, by the way. I, I watched them all. It's kind of like those Saw movies. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give this another go uh, here. The first Purge I really liked. It was a great, you, you hadn't, that plot was really cool. The second one uh, with uh, Frank Grillo was, that was great. really, really good. I and I that thought the, the third one was pretty good as well. I did not see the fourth one. Hmm. What was the third one's, uh, how did it he differentiate? Was, he was watching, uh, he was protecting a senator. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, Frank Grillo was. Frank Grillo was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And gotcha. uh, that was the plot conceit. Next clip. In no sudden move, John Hamm plays Joe Finney, a detective tracking down an unsuspecting group of criminal criminals in 1950s Detroit. Here, John discusses what goes through his mind when he is choosing his roles. It's certainly more fun to play the bad guy. You get you get a better haircut. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, the, the truth is I like playing all of it. And I, I get, I'm very fortunate in that I've, I've gotten the opportunity to play kind of both sides of, of the aisle, like a comedy and drama and, and good guys and bad guys. And which is an actor's great. <laughs> no sudden move is going to stream on HBO max this Thursday. Nick pulled up a credit that is in pre-production. Now this is IMDB and sometimes they, yeah, they get it wrong or not correct, but it says confess Fletch. Oh. And it has, is that John's character? Yes, sir. Erwin M. Fletch, 
Fletcher. Ah. So he would be playing Fletch? Hmm. Ah. I am curious as to what that is all about. So. He is, so he is um, comedically yes, he is. capable. Bridesmaids? Um, Chevy Chase, it's hard to extract Chevy Chase from that. Agreed. You know, that DNA? Yeah, it would be really. Yeah. It's like Ed Helm stepping in in the vacation movies. I think he did a good job. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? All right, uh, that's it in the entertainment report. Let's take a break, shall we, and come back in just a moment on this very steamy Monday. It's going to feel like it's over 100 degrees with the uh, humidity factor in, so just heads up as you start your day today. We'll be back in a moment with more. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. He doesn't stand for baloney. No baloney out there. By the way, were you a fan of fried baloney? Loved fried yeah, fried. I loved it. There we go. So I, I had my own had my own technique and everything. <laughs> yes. So I had fried I baloney had, was good. I had uh, which was a, like a precursor to the um, uh, the uh, George Foreman grill. It was called the Presto. It was this little grill thing. Was your picture on the box? I know it should have been. I, that's probably why I liked it so much. It was <laughs> the Presto. Everything but my everything but an N for my name. And I would take two pieces of bologna. Now, right. Here's the deal: when you fry bologna. You have to cut little slits on the ends of it, yeah, or it will curl up because of its shape. Right. So I would uh, I would fry two pieces of that, and then I would put American cheese on one, and then I would flip the other piece over. That's nice. And I'd make a little Sammy type thing out of that. But then I'd put it on bread and mustard, mustard. and some and lettuce. I would have lettuce on there you too. Can do lettuce, and that was my standard fried bologna sandwich. You know what? I can actually smell and taste it right now while I'm talking it. about it. I loved it. I you know what. It, it's time to have some. Fried it's time to have some more fried bologna. All right, so it's Marissa, what all the athletes are eating. Marissa asked this question on our uh, Twitter account, which is, uh, "When's the last time you ate a bologna sandwich?" Bring back bologna hashtag, and uh, it occurs to me, I've never had bologna in my life. No. Get out of here! Never. I've never had one bologna sandwich. I've never had fly, fried bologna. I've never had any bologna ever. So you do you not stand for bologna? No. Uh, you know what? I'll stand for he it. I guess. Stand for bologna. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I can stand for it or not because I have no, I have no I'd like to stand on. Tomorrow on this show, I'll make your fried bologna sandwich. All right, yeah. All right. I mean, you know, nice. I'll, I'll try anything. I need a, uh, I, I need a, a little, I need a grill. I need something I can heat it up in. But I need a griddle. I can, I can bring a griddle. You got a grill? Thank God you're a country boy. Uh, yeah, I got uh, cakes on the griddle. <laughs> I will tell you this. I, I think the way to go is with the fried bologna because that is the best version of bologna. Yeah. Well, right, so Marissa just brought it to my attention. Tomorrow's hoagie day. Wawa's coming in. Oh. Uh, maybe they can bring... Balloon. Oh, no, no, you press it. I'm like, going to do no, it. I'm right, right. Yeah. Oh. They, won't, they don't know my cutting the edge technique and all that stuff. I mean, they can bring ballooning if yeah. they want to. Uh, and we can have some baloney for Nick. But he should have it in a couple of different. Have you right. ever had it before? Maybe a, a baloney hoagie? Okay. It just wasn't the lunch meat of choice in my a house bologna. growing up. We had, you know, we would have ham okay. and we would have turkey. And, you know, my mom would hit the deli, you know, at least once or twice <laughs> a week. 
But uh, I just never had bologna as, as one of the options. Right. Uh, Tony Danza and bologna. Those yeah. two things kept out of the macaroni. That's household. right. Right. No Tony Danza. And you know what? And I'm going to get you old school. I'm, I'm not going to the deli. I'm going to go straight to the... Uh, to the, the Bologna-terium. No. I'm going to the <laughs> to the cooler where they keep just the Oscar Mayer uh, bologna. Ah, uh, standard. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm gonna you know, like the, the lunch stuff. What? I just, you know, I prefer the... The actual deli counter. Like, You're going to have it my Beats way. Watson. No, okay. You're going to have it my Chef's way. Chef's discretion. But listen, they and, and we can have we can have varieties of bologna to sample, right. but I'm going to give you my standard all right. Pressinelli sandwich. You want it with the mustard and the lettuce, too? Yes. Okay. I trust you. you. I'll go to the grocery store today. Do you all like right. mayonnaise? I don't like mayo. Okay. Then no. We're not On anything? Mayo. I'm not a mayo. I mean, well, it's funny because I'll have like chicken salad or tuna salad, and that's okay, but uh, right. mayo as a condiment for, uh, for a sandwich? No. Okay. What about a lubricant to, uh... Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that apparently was only one time, and it was fat-free, and it didn't work out for him. Fat-free uh, mayonnaise? Like, yeah. Let's clarify. Not me, by the way. Just, <laughs> I was not yeah, the you, one. Your buddy uh, used mayonnaise to, uh, to get off, right? I was not me. Yeah, well, and or so, Kathy's buddy did. Yeah. No, Kathy uses great pom Nick Nick's friend uses toothpaste. Toothpaste, yeah. yeah. The yeah. man that works on Capitol Hill. And yeah. when we mentioned it on uh, Friday or whenever it was, I got a text from his roommate, the guy that lived with him, whose mayonnaise it was. <laughs> and so he said it was fat free and he was really upset because it didn't work like the regular mayonnaise did. Wow. <laughs> That's a good piece of advice there. If you are going to whack it using mayonnaise, make sure it's not fat free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got to believe that the toothpaste had to have been painful. My friend yes. Will yeah. this weekend, yes. we had uh, our, our friends stay over and he was uh, getting ready to brush his teeth. And so you know how some of the toothpaste uh, containers will have a cap that stays on there. It's yeah. that you flip open. Yeah. Well, as he was flipping it open, apparently it flipped and then it flipped back and a tiny itty-bitty piece of toothpaste flew up and landed in right it. in his eye. Oh, no. And he said it was insanely painful. I've been there. When, yep. If you're brushing your teeth and you just it flicks up a little yes. bit, you'll get it in your eye and it stings like a son of a bitch. Yeah. The things you learn. So let me dispense this little piece of advice too. Please. In this time of, of uh, being aware of, of the sun and using... Uh, you know, sunblock. If you're using uh, uh, perspiration uh, free or, or uh, you know, the what, what are they called? The, the, when you go into the water. Or no. Um, you can keep it on the sunblock that is very water resistant. Yeah, it's waterproof, I guess. Whatever yeah. the technical, whatever word they like to use. Mm-hmm. Keep it as far away from your eyes as possible uh-huh. because if it gets into your eyes, you really can't do anything because it's resistant oh, yeah. to being diluted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've had that happen many uh, times. Oh, it, it just, wash it out. your nose starts running like crazy. It's a nightmare. Oh, so okay. keep it, up. like, in, in fact, I will put it up, like, from my cheeks down and put a much lighter sunblock on top of my head so that when I sweat, it yes. doesn't run down into my eyes. Yeah, mm. I believe that. Yeah, <clears throat> that's how right. painful it is. That, so don't. Jacket with fat-free mayonnaise right. and be careful of your water-resistant sunblock yeah. or toothpaste. I hope this has helped. By the way, someone wants to point out that the reason that Nick has ever never had bologna is because uh, bologna and raisins don't go together. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> that's an observation. Probably not true. It would just Maybe roll that's off. That's not true. That sounds disgusting. Bolo- bologna and raisins? Yeah. It actually sounds amazing. Okay. Are you out of... You're out of your mind. You're out of order. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, All right. dude, you you made a cheese board that essentially had bologna and raisins in it. You know, you had yes, you had little grapes. It, it also and- had ducks. Okay, so there there were grapes in it, and yes, there were there were like prosciutto and and uh, gabagool and all these things. <laughs> yes. Okay. Whatever. And all you of a sudden, say- bologna and raisins sounds disgusting. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because yes. the new Daily Rush video. Yes. Is uh, the title is WWE Superstar Drew Gulak. And it says, Drew wanted to try Preston's edible charcuterie board, 
So we served him a taste from the top rope. And, of course, this is when Casey is hand-feeding it to him. And he's doing, like, the airplane. And Casey goes, all right, all right, from the top turnbuckle, here we go. It's hilarious. I can't get over how nice that guy was. Drew was super nice. Yeah, it was such a cool interview. And, by the way, I made a third charcuterie, edible charcuterie board this weekend. uh, You're like a pro now. For my friends. This one was actually the worst of the three that I've made. So you waited to make the worst one for your friends. I did. I've got, you know. No, it's it's uh, it's a little persnickety. Everything has to be just right, and uh, is the, I'll, I'll perfect it eventually. Is the big risk element uh, the actual dough itself? Yes, yes, getting yeah. it just right, and yeah, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. and different. Uh, you know, uh, I get them from grocery stores, the pre-made dough, and if it's uh, and this it's one, I be didn't. A good one. This one I didn't let uh, sit out to room temperature. I, I rolled it out when it was cold, and it just didn't. It didn't work out. I'm trying to forget. Get, about get it. off his back, Marissa. Can we talk about the other food revelation you had this weekend? The other food. Oh, yeah. So uh, we went out to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the reason Marissa brings this up is because I sent her a picture of it. We had a table pancake. Oh. I knew you were going to say that. And that was that was my son Carter's idea because they had uh, like a cinnamon bun pancake stack. And what is this? <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a table pancake. pancake. Oh. A table so we'll be having a table pancake. Pancake. <laughs> And so we ordered a pancake for the table, and we just kind of picked that. Just one pancake? Very good. Uh, no. Uh, let sh- me get the syrup, Captain. It was a short stack. Uh, and it was uh, and it was tasty, Marissa. It's a, it's a novel idea. So Excuse was, me, Garson. We, would you fry my bologna? I think we were all having something savory, ah. you know, like eggs and, and, and sausage and bacon and stuff like that. So as a little dessert, Nick, it's like a little dessert, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was our table pancake. Nice. Okay, we actually had a table steak last night. Uh, <laughs> I've never had that before. Table steak. Table steak. What, uh, what did you just slaughter the cow on the table? No, so I, ha- I grabbed dinner with my wife and Chuck and his wife, and we had all ordered our entrees, but Chuck was really... He, he knew what he wanted, and then they brought the specials out, and this one, the one special was the steak Denver or Denver steak or whatever, and so he ended up ordering. He's like, if I order a steak for the table, will you guys all eat it? And sure enough, we did. All so right. we had a fifth entree huh. that we all consumed. Took of. Yeah. Okay. Did you cut it into four pieces, or did everybody just kind of take a little slice and uh, no. nibble off of it? So let me ask you this. All right, because, I want to see what your etiquette is. Uh, because Chuck was the first to dive into the steak, and he cut off a little sliver for himself, and he brought it over and start, and, and put it on his plate. Mm-hmm. I, however, did not have enough room on my plate to do that. So what I did is I cut a sliver off of the steak, and then I ended up, and by the way, I asked for a steak knife twice, and we never got one. So I had to cut the steak with a butter knife. And so I I cut a sliver off, and then I cut that up into, I don't even know, like six pieces. And I left it on the steak plate uh, for myself because I didn't have enough room. I also didn't want to double dip with my mouth fork. You know what I'm saying? I understand. All right. Okay. My mouth fork. Uh, Did somebody start taking your pieces? Chuck did. Okay. You probably should have said something. I ahead probably of time. should have said something, but yes. I wouldn't have done the same thing. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Chuck Marissa just helps himself to whatever food you have, he's whether a, he's it's at a, your house, on your plate, in your mouth, in the sink, in or the trash sink. can. Yeah. He will go for it, Marissa. <laughs> so this is an issue, Casey, because it happens with me and my boyfriend all the time. Uh, we'll share dishes all the time, but sometimes I'll like cut one little piece, and then that piece is too big, so I'll cut it in half. But I'll always take the bite that I don't want first. And then see he the looks really good. One. And then he always takes the one that I cut. Yeah, you, all the time. I tend I think to should break up. No, no, <laughs> no. But if I you're like cutting him. a pe- but if you're cutting a piece, it's and like and there's uncut pieces. 
the person who cut the piece gets that piece they cut. I understand. Yeah, right? I think we all tend to, or at least I tend to, leave the best pieces last. Like I tend to, like when I, like a plate of French fries or whatever. I make sure that my last fries are the best fries, so I'll eat the... the that's dangerous. It is. Well, leaving them because you don't know what the temperature is going to be towards the end of the meal, and so like you are running the risk of them cooling off too much. Yeah, I don't mind that either, though. Yeah. yeah. Steve, mm. when you buy when you eat a steak... Which I you don't. Probably, well, when you eat, you a, eat steak? A, no. a filet of salmon or something like right. that, do you cut as you eat, or will you cut it all so that when you're ready to Salmon go, is so flaky, I just use my, uh, my fork. You to just, just use your fork? fork. Yeah. I'm, I'm not left with these these dilemmas that you have to deal with. Yeah, they're the same. You know, like I don't, uh, I, I cut as I'm eating. Yeah, I, don't, I cut I don't as break I cut. Yeah, why yeah. you cut it all up? I like have a little. Mommy kid. comes in and cuts it for yeah, me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of like being able to just go. Right, so I'll just take. I will take <laughs> so the how, time. Time is always of the essence. And time is always of the essence. But I. So I. That's what but I it will all do. evens out because you take the time to cut it in the beginning. No, right? no, no. It's completely different, Preston. <laughs> but you do your work at the beginning of the I meal. I do my work at the beginning of the meal, so right. then I don't have to work. I got it for my food. <laughs> right. You know, like I it's, can just get to it. You know what it's like, which is another one of your habits. You like putting occasionally. You like putting the the cream and the sugar in the bottom of the mug. Not so occasionally, that, every time. Every time. So yeah. that, that way you don't have to stir because stirring's <laughs> a lot of work. Oh my God! You get so tired. My shoulder. You're so efficient. Yeah. Uh, it by is the way, efficiency. real quick, I'm sorry to jump in. Uh, I don't see any text on the screen uh, here. Just to let you guys know, I see some people on hold, but I see no text. So I don't, I don't know what uh, who's on the line or what they're referring to at all. Uh, interesting, though, with your uh, you know stealing of the food d- dilemma there, uh, Casey. But um, well, I think I think you need stealing. to. I know, but it, it misunderstanding, there whatever you it is, you, you should probably. Say hey, I cut those up for me. Who, who got to maybe decide? these are not the friends for you? Yeah. <laughs> who who made the decision on how the steak was cooked? We that, it was a it was a group decision, and we all decided that yes, uh, medium was was good. Okay. Yeah, we were That's we were fair. all okay. With I hope that. you were filming this. <laughs> it's a safe way to go. Right. I think so. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I don't even know how we got started on that part. Uh, table I, bacon. I mean, not table bacon. Bologna. Table bologna. <laughs> we started with bologna. Pancake. I have an bologna. Pancake. Yeah. You're All making right. me bologna tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Kathy had pointed out that the car fire on the Schuylkill Expressway was carrying. There we go. Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. 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 We have four. Retro. <laughs> fitted the whole the, story yeah. until that. All right. So, All right, so burning right, anyway. bologna. Now. What else? Um, now. There was initially what I was going to bring up was this story at the uh, Tour de France. Yes. Uh, and you guys enlightened me to it. I missed it from the weekend that apparently it was crazy at the start of one of the, the legs. I'm not sure which one. It was the, the very start of the race. Like it it was the <sighs> just underway because Preston, they were all bunched in on each other. No one had separated. I mean, it's right at the beginning. Is this the first heat? It was the... st- it was stage number one. Stage like, one, okay. Yeah. So if, if you missed it, a woman is standing off to the side, and she's holding a big cardboard sign. And apparently that cardboard sign essentially says, go grandma or yeah. granddad or something like that. <laughs> and somebody hits it, and boom, falls down. And then, of course, if you're in the front and you fall down, when the race is that tight... Uh, everybody's going to wipe out, and like fifty Hi, people, Grandma. like fifty people collapsed or or were gummed I, I, it up. It was and... it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And she was like leaning out in front of one of the riders, which is how it all happened. And he it, hit, it he caught hit him. The caught sign, him. Yes, caught him. He fell, and then it was just a chain reaction from there. By the way, she boom. Took yes, off. she's gone. They they're looking know, for. They her. don't know who she was, and they are looking for her. They're oh, saying they're saying she. Well, no, they have tons of footage of sure. her, yeah. uh, but they're saying she could be looking at a year in prison. Oh my god! It's yeah. not uncommon though. I mean, at, the, at races, like people are just holding up signs all over the place. You're. It's it's been a constant problem where people like crowd into the roads way too much, and so 
Uh, I'm surprised this is like, oh. you know, as bad as it's gotten. Yeah. And you're right. The guy who initially fell over immediately behind him, he gets run. His head gets yeah. run yeah. over. Ugh. And you figure that's good. somebody who's weighing, you know, yeah. the the the. Uh, the bike riders are kind of, you know, they're lighter. So I would imagine at least like 180 pounds or something like that, or mm-hmm. they're somewhere in that 150, 180 pounds going on that small little bike tire right over the guy's head. Do we know how fast they were going, Steven? Did I hear you they're, say like 30 at this point, or was it too early? I think it was too early. They, they appear to be going like around tw- uh, tw- 20. Look, I mean, it's, it's a good. They're not, they're not, they're not, boom, crazy pumping. They're they, had... they go so fast. I'm sorry, Kath. No, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I don't know when they started, but at least they had, <sighs> they had picked up some speed. It looks gnarly. I mean, and but when they, they cut to an aerial shot, you just see bu- cyclists sprawled all over the, uh, the street. It was in so tight, you had nowhere to go. You just had to keep and running after, into the person in front of you. Yeah, like after, uh, like a few people got by, and then after that, you couldn't. They couldn't even get by. So, what did they do? I don't know. How did the race continue? Well, right. there's some people that actually were injured and couldn't cannot continue. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah. But I mean, like, look. So look at this shot yeah. that we're looking at. No one, no cyclists can get by. So right. did they restart the race? Did no, they, I don't no. know. No, I think, they can't. Like yeah. you just you you, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And Damn. so there were a couple of people who you can see they just grab their bikes and they kind of like tiptoe over oh, everybody. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, and terrible. you know what? It's it's interesting seeing that guy's head get run over. Casey, was it you that was showing me pictures of, uh, or maybe I just found this online of uh, people's helmets after they had uh, fallen? You, yeah, you or, had just fallen it, fallen it, found it. Yeah, it's uh. it's crazy. You know how those those helmets? Oh my god! Save your life on a bicycle. What did we do? Did you have did you have a a, a helmet stuck under your car I one did. time? Yeah. You brought Look, it in. Yep, and it. Had, it had filed and it shaved it yeah. down like it looked like Frankenstein's helmet. There was uh, I was on uh, I would think I was on Route One, yeah. And a, a vehicle in front of me it was a, a motorcycle had a helmet, an extra helmet hanging on the back. Yeah, they went over a bump like something like that. The helmet popped off. It went underneath my van. Yeah, and as soon as it hit, it, it was like funk. <laughs> as I'm driving along, that's all I heard, and I pulled over. And it was wedged in so tight I couldn't get it out. Right, of there. right, right. And so I had to drive all the way home with that stuck underneath my my yeah. vehicle, a- and it wore it all the way down. And eventually, I, it stopped scraping. And when I got home, it was still under there. But it was it was like yeah. smooth. It was so filed down, yeah. Yeah. but it, it peeled off so much. But you can see why those things will save your life. Yep, absolutely. So with this woman uh, being at the uh, you know. Essentially interfering with yeah, this whole thing. The Tour de France. Uh, I wasn't sure if there were any stories that you guys had or anybody has of of interfering with a with a sporting event uh, because oh, there are like people. on the sidelines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there are people who you know actually pick up a ball that was yeah. not oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know um, that's still in play and they don't know it is. Yeah. Or the thing that I that always drives me crazy and it's part of the deal. And this is you guys as, as baseball fans can I'm, I'm sure back this up. But when you see somebody in the stands who catches a ball that a player could conceivably catch oh, yeah. and, and robs that team of the out. Yeah, well, Jeffrey Meyer uh, in 1996 um, cost the uh, the Orioles the ALCS because he, he caught a ball that was uh, in play, and uh, the Yankees right. ended up going on to win that game. They, they counted it as a home run. It should have yeah, been. The dude from, with the Cubs. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve uh, Bartman. He had to go into hiding. Yes. I mean, he, <laughs> his life in Chicago was ruined. Yeah. And wow. listen, well. We can talk about Steve Bartman for a long time, but the, the, it wasn't his fault that the Cubs lost the series. His 
play interfered, and it, it was a pivotal pivotal moment. But it wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't on the mound that gave up the next three runs. What happened? I don't remember. Steve Bartman uh, interfered with a ball that probably Moises Alou probably could have caught in left field, and if if Moises Alou had caught that ball, the Cubs in all likelihood would have gone on to win that game. So, so this so, guy, wait, hang on, the guy yeah. you're talking about is in in the stands. Yeah, you can see him. Oh, in and you know his name just because it, he was so. It's a huge scandal. Yeah, so he's okay. sitting there listening to the game. He has his headphones on, and Casey's right. It ruined his life in Chicago, and he became this. This villain in in the whole town because the Cubs hadn't won it. a World Series in forever. This was two thousand three. They ended up winning the World Series in twenty sixteen or whatever. Well, let me let me ask you this. So like with so here at the Tour de France and and, and <laughs> you said okay, all the bikes roll over and that's it. It doesn't matter. You pick up your bike and go. There's there's no reset, no nothing. When a ball travels into the in, in a in a major league baseball game and a ball travels into the stands or is heading there, what is what is the rule? I mean, if it's going to be in play, you are not as a fan. You are not allowed to interfere with it, right? So, if uh, uh, I went to a Phil's game a couple of weeks ago, and we sat in um, uh, in right field, Steve, right. and right in front of us is the fence. So, we, we uh, I was lucky enough to get front row seats in right field. The fence, the top of that fence, is where the home run counts. If it goes above that fence, it's a home run. If it's a micrometer below the fence, if it bounces off of it right. and comes back into the field of play. It's it's not a home run. So what if a what if a an outfielder is able to and we've seen it happen arch back and yep. catch it over the fence? If I were to interfere with that player, I could I would be ejected uh, and I could um, it, I could cost the team a run. So at, at so, what point though do you determine that you have to well, protect yourself as a ball is coming over? I would for me as a savvy yeah. fan, the moment you sit down in those seats, you have a responsibility yeah. to know what the rules are. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. But I think, with Steve, I think your question is, it's not like football where if it breaks the plane of the line. Right, yeah. That it's a, that you can, you, a player can reach over that fence if he can get up high enough and, and rob him of the uh, yeah. I'm surprised the that there's line. not more interference in NBA games, to be honest. I mean, especially, yeah. you know, with, with courtside hmm. fans and, like, just being as close as they are to the action. Yeah, when I went to the Eagles game in Buffalo a couple of years ago, I bought a single ticket in the end zone. I was and like front row. I was like, man, if I if I could catch a football on a kickoff or something like that, yeah, dude. Did I tell you? The no, guy, the guy next to me caught a kickoff. What? The guy right next to me. I'm watching this thing come in from like seven yards away. I was like, I'm actually going to catch a football. It's like the movie Remedial. <laughs> it's a lot like that. Uh, but you're not allowed to keep the football. But they will give you a, a, a like a replacement football. It's a legit NFL football. Really? It's just They'll not give you one. Yeah, it's just not from that game. They right. have X amount of footballs that they use per game. I didn't know that. They have kickers footballs, blah blah blah. So so the guy came over. He goes, I need the football back. He's like, I'll come back and and I'll and I'll and I'll give you another one. Sure enough, they gave him like a legit football. I had heard years ago, and you can tell me whether this is true or not. That it and maybe it would depend upon the stadium, but obviously not now. It doesn't take place because of what you just said. But yeah. that you could. Keep the ball, but you had to leave the game. You well, really? so he could have done that. He could have okay taken that football and darted out of the the stadium. Mine. And that, yeah, he could have done that. So okay. so what if like in a hockey game, if you catch a hockey puck in your mouth, yes, yeah. um, can you, you get to keep that? You get to keep you get that season tickets <laughs> and yeah. all your teeth. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to keep the puck, obviously, but uh, if a stick comes over the boards, you're supposed to return that. But one time I was at a Flyers game, <laughs> a stick came over the boards. And, you know, it was sort of a scramble for it. Nobody could find it. You know, some of the ushers came down looking for it, and it just sort of disappeared into the crowd. And about two minutes later, I saw a guy walking up the steps, and it looked like 
he had like a hip injury and he was like, <laughs> he had shoved the stick <laughs> down the funny. right side of his pants and he was la- laboring up the steps and it looked like he had one peg leg and he worked his way out of the out of the venue. He worked his way out of the Wells Fargo Center with the stick in his pants. God, I remember one time it was at uh, University of Missouri, the football team had won a big game and it was one of those where they tear the, the goalposts down Ugh. and they had uh, somebody got it back to one of the fraternity houses uh, goalposts yeah one of the goalposts right. like no they way. ripped it down and oh they, yeah i don't know i never heard what ended up happening after that but they got it to the party what do you do with that after I, a while you know, are you still gonna hold on to this goalpost yeah. i get rid of it yep. uh but as far as like messing things up in an actual right game and stuff and what I, the rules are and what the rules are so i had in college because listen i i um umpired like softball, which, right. you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Intramural softball. That's not that big of a deal. But and I also, when I was in college, I was part of the chain gang for football, which I was terrified that I was going to mess something up because this is a collegiate football game. I also was a ball boy for the soccer team, which you can colossally, coloss, colossally, colossally yeah. yeah, mess something up there. But then I was also a line judge for volleyball, like, like legit collegiate volleyball really and you have to make these calls on whether or not it's in or out and i would have these women yelling at me because right. they, they're like that's in and i'm like yeah you know what and that, that's got to be tough as a as a as an official yeah you have to make a call but you know, every now and then you second. Some people would have to second guess. I, but I'm saying it's not because that's what I saw was in. You know? So is yeah. the safe move to write at the bat say, "I'm not sure. I don't really know. Yeah. Let's go with this one. I'm taking my best yeah. guess here." <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I didn't know that you were a line judge. Yeah, I was. I love and I loved it. So it, I got to like hang. So the our gym was under uh, construction. So we all of our home games were at. Bryn Mawr College, maybe. So I would take the bus rides with the with the ladies exactly. volleyball team. Ooh, wow! Yeah, you know how yeah. much ass I got from that. Yeah, zero. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's like when the, the yeah. Swedish bikini team needed to yeah. guys to oil them up. <laughs> wow! Yeah. All right. Well, they they're looking for this uh, this woman uh, who held this sign out like Steve was saying she could face some jail time. They're saying a year. Yeah. But this happens at those races sometimes, right? It's, sometimes they plow into people. All the time. Why yeah, do they let them get so tied up on the road? Because I mean, I, you can't. I guess you can't cover every... That's exactly it. It's You're too talking long. about yeah. miles and miles right. and miles and every, miles. Hundreds of miles per stage. Every yeah. Lake, yeah, every stage yeah. is, is 120, 150 miles long. So it's just it goes through the countryside in France, so you wow. can't regulate just all of it. You have killbots patrol yeah. the area. I mean, I'm surprised because they have these like like support and chase vehicles that are yeah. on there with How them. How do they well. get to them? Uh, like they're, I'm, but they're booking along on yeah. these motorcycles yeah. and these cars and stuff. Do you remember, was it last year or two? No, it had to have been two years ago where the dude did to jump over the racers, the riders as they were going through, they were going through this. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So this dude built a ramp. And so when they were going through this hillside, as the, the Peloton was coming through this particular area, this dude went downhill and then literally ramped over all of the riders. On a bike? On a bicycle. Wow. Yeah. By the way, Peloton? Yeah, it's, I guess, what they call the group of riders. Yeah, that's where they got the name. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that was just a company name. Nope. Yeah, how about that? I did not know that. You, you learn, learn stuff. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fried bologna, Peloton. So a Peloton yeah. is the group of, of uh, the pack. The yeah. massive group, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the leader group. Son and... of a bitch, yeah. I've been living a lie for the last five <laughs> you years. You know what I don't like, though? Is that they refer- it's like the Borg. Come on, Peloton. And the, the people who are the uh, the yeah. trainers. Come on, Peloton. <laughs> Come on, I, Peloton. I know they can't manage to say 
by name who you are, but it seems a little Borgy, doesn't it? It does. Resistance is futile. Uh, we're looking at video of this guy doing the, the ramp jump over the Peloton. And yeah. That's insane, dude. Man, you said Peloton. It was so good. It just rolled you said right it, yeah. off the tongue there. Didn't now you it? know it. You've made yeah. the word your own. That mm-hmm. word is your bitch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, it's interesting. If you have not seen the uh, the video yet, you can... Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, no. Is this... Hey, yeah. All right. I want to go to the singer. Oh, somebody oh. messing this up. Let me go to... <laughs> let me go to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So... We're having a league game for Billards at, um, it was Showboat Casino back when that was still its thing. And, I mean, it's down to just a few balls left on the table. A drunk woman comes by, (laughs) picks up a billiard ball. Picks up the the boy? And we're screaming at her. She's like, I just wanted to look at it. I don't know what the problem is. Oh, my God. So, I mean, security grabs her. They kick her out. And then we had a judge come over, and he's all right, well, I mean, this is for prizes. This is for money. This yeah. is the main prize was to go to Vegas. Like, we're in the finals. <laughs> so um, what they decided to do was all the points stayed the same, and we're just re-racking, and we're going from there. So oh, wow. Instead of, yeah, that's that was the best decision we could come up with. And both teams agreed to it, and we went, all right, that's what we do. Did you end up winning? No. <laughs> so it worked Drunk. out. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Oh, were, were you in that particular game? Were you guys ahead? Did, or... We were only two balls behind, but, I mean, you know, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, Because exactly. of how everything was set up on the board, and I can't even remember where everything was set up, but, you know. We had shots. We had shots planned out. But, well, that, that that's like when people sit down and you hear about it all the time at the casinos in general. If they sit down and, and you know, screw up the flow of the table. Yeah. So, like, real neophytes do that all the time. You see people spill their drinks on the table. People get so pissed. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Same deal. Thanks, Kenny. I hope that Jeez. woman's in hell. <laughs> hell. I hope that Go to woman hell. is in hell right now. Wow. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we got some hellish stories from the Bizarre File to share with you, so that will be next. Make sure you stay with us, we'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's take a dive. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Love this story. Pennsylvania police claim that they were called to a Home Depot on report of disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle. They were having an exorcism at the Home Depot? They were doing that, Steve. I probably would have gone to a church. Well, the exorcism was for the dead trees in the lumber aisle. And and they were possessed? The would-be wood exorcists were escorted out of the building. Uh, the incident they was, vomiting wood chips? was described in only 27 words, part of a long list of the small town department's daily log of calls. But the post has drawn attention to it to its bizarre quality and had been shared more than a thousand times as of uh, yesterday. The so-called exorcism had commenters on the PD's page confused. One suggested <laughs> maybe it should have said having an exercise. But Pennsylvania police claim that they were called on the report of an exorcism. <laughs> uh, and in fact, there was a, there was a, one person posted. I love That's this. Great. It says, "It says, how does a wood exorcism happen in Home Depot in 2021, and not a single person there videoed this for our entertainment?" <laughs> yeah, I need answers. Uh, the two were taking who were taking part in the exorcism. Uh, were uh, asked to leave, and neither was charged. Well, it's off to Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> a crowd of people gathered in downtown Springfield, Missouri, to attend the Birds Aren't Real rally. <laughs> they aren't? <laughs> Kathy, this is the greatest news you could possibly yeah, hear. Yeah, these stupid things are real. We know so, it. So, according to Peter uh, Mickendo. Uh, uh, with the birds aren't real movement. Okay. All birds in the United States were killed by the government wow. and were replaced by federal drones. So the birds uh, that we see outside on any given day are federal drones. They're not real. Uh, that's amazing. All right. So he said, what makes me think that? I think the evidence is all around us. Birds sit on power lines. We believe they're charging on the power lines. <laughs> He's right. We believe that bird poop He's right. on cars is a liquid tracking apparatus, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming together now. The movement, which has been fueled by online chatter, as well as mysterious flyers posted in cities across the U.S., is currently on tour, and Springfield, Missouri, was the first stop. Well, this raises the question of squirrels, because they run along power lines as well. Birds Aren't Real relies on internet-fueled guerrilla marketing to spread a silly message. Followers are poking fun at conspiracy theories like QAnon, that have gone mainstream over the last few years. Uh, McIndoe is the creative muscle behind the avian-inspired conspiracy, according to the National Audubon Society. I like the idea. His first live with Birds Aren't Real in, was in January. He first went live with Birds Aren't Real in January 2017 at the Memphis Women's March. Since then, the movement has gained a large fan base with over 360,000 Reddit subscribers. I know, you'd be on board, Kathy. <laughs> Whether they believe it or not, I'm not really sure. My son was telling me about this. He said some of it is is uh, satire and, yeah. and tongue-in-cheek, but there are actually some people that believe it. A woman in New Zealand is breathing a lot easier following the removal of a small plastic disc used in the game Tiddlywinks, which had been lodged in her nose for nearly 40 years. Years. 40 years. Yes. Those are decent-sized pieces. Mary McCarthy always wondered why she would frequently have a pain in the right side of her nose, but managed to put it into the back of her mind as she went about her life. I just can't think of the thing. <laughs> However, after she had a nasal swab test for coronavirus last October, things got more uncomfortable. 
the 45-year-old from New Zealand, said that her nose would be constantly leaking. She said it was just a lot of pain. The doctors she asked for help told her that it was probably due to a chronic sinus condition. She told staff that uh, she had quite a lot going on in her life, so she had pushed it into the background. Of course. But it started to become unbearable, and she was forced to go to the emergency department at Christchurch Hospital, where luckily, she said, the nurse and doctor believed that it was more than sinus pain. They asked me if I had ever put anything up my nose. Uh, she said a question which spurred her to cast her mind back to her childhood. She recalled how at the age of eight, like many children, she loved to play the game Tiddlywinks. Uh, she remembered how, while playing with her siblings... They improvised a game a little bit by putting one piece up each nostril and then blowing them out. Uh-huh. She said, one time I actually inhaled, uh, and one of them went in instead of blowing it out. And she said, I remembered being terrified at the time, thinking where it has gone. She soon forgot about the incident, although she said she always had problems breathing through her nose, but never gave it much thought. She couldn't put two and two together? Well, she was only eight years yeah, old at yeah. the time, and, and it just kind of came and went right. in her mind. So medical staff discovered the reason why, after a CT scan revealed an object in her upper nose, too big to remove while conscious, the object was taken out during an operation where it was actually pushed through her nose and out her mouth. It turned We're out going into the ass. The COVID test had sh- uh, COVID test had shifted the disc and caused an infection. Ah. She said, "When I woke, I said, what was it?'" And he said uh, that it was the laugh of the hospital, a tiddlywink, and it hadn't even lost its color. Uh, there was apparently calcification around it. That was probably, she said, why my nose had grown a bit crooked. By the way, aren't they supposed to keep that stuff private? Do they get on the PA system? You'll never guess. I know, We right? just found a tiddlywink up this chick's nose. <laughs> it was the laugh of the hospital, she guess said. Guess what I found it? up this guy's ass? <laughs> You're not going to believe it. A full bottle of soda. One liter. How did he get it up there? Attention, staff. Attention. Oh, oh my God. I got a winner today, guys. (laughs) Barbecue tongs. It is penis. Oh, my God. You got to see this. OR7. They don't have HIPAA laws. Yeah, apparently. They became the laugh of the hospital. You know. I guess it's just, listen, if you're sick, you got to deal with it, right? I mean, that's uh, that's the way it goes in New Zealand. That's how they roll. Yeah. All right, one last story. <laughs> a Zambian TV presenter interrupted a live broadcast earlier last week to claim that he and his colleagues hadn't been paid their wages by the news station. <laughs> he had said live on the air, away from the news, ladies and gentlemen, we are human beings. We have to get paid. This is His name is uh, Kabinda Kilamina. This just in, local news station fails to pay their employees. Mr. Kilamina had started the show normally to give the roundup of the top stories of the day when he suddenly made the complaint to viewers in the middle of the live bulletin. He said, unfortunately, on KBN, we haven't been paid. Sharon and everyone else hasn't been paid, including myself, and we have to get paid. Soon after, Mr. Kilamina made a statement the live feed from the studio was cut to the opening <laughs> montage of the news channel. Wow. Uh, the CEO, Kennedy Mambawi, said, criticized the actions of the anchor on Facebook, calling it drunken behavior <laughs> and a one-night stunt of fame, and said that they strongly condemned the conduct of the presenter. Now, Mr. Kilamina, who uh, in a Facebook post mocked the channel's claims of being drunk, also remained <laughs> defiant and unapologetic about his action. He said, yes, I did that on live TV. Just because most journalists are scared to speak out doesn't mean journalists shouldn't speak out. They became the story. 
And many took to social media, slamming the network for not paying wages to its employees. I'm Tom Brokaw. So I'm actually sorry there's no toilet paper in the second floor bathroom. <laughs> no toilet paper. That's I had to use regular paper towel, and my butt is paying for it. Oh. Paper cuts all up and down the area, above and below my rectum. That stuff is much more coarse than regular toilet paper. Exactly. We go now to Jimmy Glusevsky, who's with my proctologist. (laughs) All right. Well, sometimes they got to complain. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. By the way, if you missed it last week on our show, we gave you a new Save the Date off for the Camp Out for Hunger. It's going to be a new time this year. Yes. And it will be the beginning of November, November 1st to the 5th. And I'll get you some more of the details when we come back. But just a heads up for your calendar. We'll return in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning, it. This is Mike from the Burgers by Wild Witch food truck on Concord Pike in Delaware. Come by. Try our amazing smash burgers, crispy fries, and scratch-made strawberry lemonade. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see where the truck will pop up every weekend. And while I've got you, we're looking for one great person to complete our team. Want to be a general manager in two years? Pick up an application today. See you soon at Burgers by Wild Witch. Next message. Hi, this is Brendan with Trinity Subsurface Engineering in Wilmington, Delaware. We provide utility locating services, vacuum excavation, and more throughout the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic region. We are currently looking for quality candidates with or without experience to join our utility locating team. Find us at trinitysubsurface.com or call us at 855-3-TRINITY and let them know you heard us on MMR. That's 855-387-4648. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I got extra, uh, got up extra early uh, to get into work this morning, and uh, you know when you when you have to uh, make some concessions and maybe do something you don't want to do to uh, get yourself ready for the workday, it might be important to have a list of things to do in the morning to be happier oh. at work. And I found <laughs> a list of six things to do in the morning to be happier. Now, Kath, Kathy Lee, I, wonder, I, I understand you have a list of how to get to work in a happier mood. That's right. Correct. Uh, this is from uh, Monica Torres. Monica Torres. Yes. The great Monica Torres. She really knows happiness. Well, she's a, she's a writer, but she does uh, she did interview a, a few experts. So are you interested in ways to... Yes. So these are going to be obvious, I assume, right? Well, let's see. Let's um, see. Could so, be, this, this will redefine happiness lists as we know it. Six things to do in the morning right. to be happier yeah. at work. I think uh, everyone can benefit from this. Number one. Drink a glass of water first oh. thing after you wake up. Oh my God! Yeah, drink. A I glass love of water. that. I love yeah. water. <laughs> Water's so good. I've heard. Why I have a bottle of it right here? What? <laughs> no. They put that Look in a bottle. Look at that, folks! Wow. I've heard that uh, a, wa- a glass of water in the morning can be just as effective in helping you to wake up as, as a couple. Oh, couple, couple. Yeah, coffee. Nick, my mom has been telling me that for years. Now, I don't trust your mom. Uh, right. <laughs> but. <laughs> I do. I and tomatoes keep anal cancer away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sip water all night long. I get wickedly dry mouth when I sleep, and I'm constantly rolling over and having to. I it probably six, seven times a night. I have to get over and get a sip of water all night I long. I sleep with my mouth pressed against the fan, so my, <laughs> it, 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 it dries out. <clears throat> no, I agree. I, the, uh, I, I always have water right next to me. Uh, I drink. 
I actually had a, a point in my life where I was drinking. Well, when they passed out on the show here, yeah. they took me over to Lankanow, and the doctor said, you're drinking too much water. Right. I love it. Yes, yeah, so, yes, Preston, same thing. I can't stand that parched yeah. in the mouth feeling. It's horrible. I always drink a, a bottle of water um, before my coffee, though. I feel like. Oh, really? Yeah, like I just feel like gross. Mm. To quench I, the thirst more? Uh, no, I just feel gross if I put, if coffee is the first thing that goes okay. into my body in the morning. Oh, that's the first thing. Uh, that's what I drink on my way into work. I drink a 20-ounce. You make it the night before, or you set it up the I, night before, I right? I set my timer the night before, and it's ready to go. All I have to do is pour it in a cup and go. Fry the bologna, and then you're out yeah, the door. That's it. Yeah. I used to, and I have, like, about six months ago, I quit having coffee in the morning. And, uh, yeah, yeah, or on the way to work. I would normally, it's the first thing I do. I'd right. make, you know, after I get dressed and ready to go, before I'd head out the door, I'd make a cup of coffee and head out with it. And I've stopped doing that, and I've realized I don't really need it. Um, no. And it's not because I'm, I, I, I did it because, you know, I would load it up with cream and sugar and stuff yes. like that. And I, was, I wanted to lose some weight, so I'm like, all right, I'll cut those calories out. And then I realized, you know what? I'm I'm doing fine without the coffee, without okay. the, the, the wake-me-up thing. You'll have a cup. I like have one with, here. With, yeah, when the yeah. show's here. Yep. So that's it's the same thing. I drink, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm limited. Water's my main drink, my main drink. And, uh, yeah, and I and the funny thing was, years ago, the notion of drinking just straight-up regular water was, yeah. th- no, boring, can't, can't do it. No, it's a black cup of coffee for me on the way in. Uh, I need it to wake up. I, I also, I, you know, I realized a while back that I kind of I idle on, on Grumpy. So I need that to, like, get me in a better mood. Well, I was just going to say, so, wait, again, this list is, it can make you happier? The list can so, make you happier. According to this uh, clinical psych- <laughs> psychologist, uh, Ajoa Asay. Right, who works for Poland Springs. Uh, she said that uh, hydration is a uh, practical tip for helping your body feel good throughout the day. Osei said she noticed that not drinking water in the morning would negatively impact her body later. She said, I often wake up, I'm rushing, I'm walking my dog. I don't feel so good. <laughs> then I'm dehydrated and I have a headache for the rest ah. of the day. Uh, that's why she made a point to drink water in the mornings and recommends it to clients. Let me tell you something. Anything that I'm sorry, Kathy, for anything like like you go in for any sort of procedure or whatever or any any type of thing, an intake of water, staying hydrated can help you your health so much. And it's such an easy thing to do. And even if you don't like drinking water, do it because it's it's something that has so many benefits to it. Well, Casey, I was going to say, since you drink coffee on the way in, maybe for the rest of the week, can you drink a glass of water before you have your coffee and see if you feel any different? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, so I so set the Mr. That. Water before you go to bed. Yeah. Mr. Water. Yeah. <laughs> What's the very, very first thing you do when you get out of bed? Turn my alarm uh, off. Pay the hooker. No. no. <laughs> I'm a- after you've turned your alarm off, like, what's, what's your first act? Pee. Uh, brush my teeth. Okay. You don't go to the bathroom first? You just pee right there, Kathy? I pee in the bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Step one is turn the shower on. Okay. I turn the shower on. Turn the TV on, and then I start brushing my teeth. And by the time I'm done brushing my teeth, the water is warmed up. So that's that's right. my system. I make the bed first. That's my first thing. That's crazy. I know. And then I go into the uh, to the bathroom, and uh, I do Steve my business. on top of everything, remember? Oh, that's very right, easy. That's it's right, a little very easy. If him, I had yeah. to iron the sheets and stuff like that, it'd yeah. be a nightmare. No, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But I keep everything spick and span, and then I go into the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom, and then I will set up, I start the regimen. You asked the question, what's the first thing you do? Uh... After I put my watch on, that's the very that's the first thing. That's right, the very and first thing that I do. Right, I put my watch on and cufflinks. Then I pee. Then I then I uh, brush my teeth. But as I'm brushing my teeth, I stand on the the scale to okay. see what kind of damage I did yesterday. I so you. you put the scale right at the base of the bathroom, at the, the toilet. 
Uh, no, the scale is right by the bathtub. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you brush your teeth and weigh yourself at the same time? Yeah. Okay. I'm a multitasker. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, pee first for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Oop. the other stuff. Uh, not usually in the morning. It take I'm... a good eight minutes to empty your bladder after all night long. <laughs> well, Nick no. has the largest bladder in the world. It is. It's a sit down in the morning, uh, and it's uh, it's a it, that's where you wake up. I, what, what's your defecation tried... schedule like? Are you are you regular? Uh, yeah, I, I have regular. You I have regular BMs. Did you take uh, pictures? It's normally <laughs> afternoon. I, I'm I like really going home. Astonishingly regular. Like, regular time and everything. Uh, you know what I've been trying to do lately is not bring my phone with me into the bathroom when I first wake up in the morning. Right. Because I, I, I'm on my phone so much anyway, I figure, like, it, just get off it at least at the very beginning of the day you, to not be on it. You told me you bring your rock polishing kit in Well, with yeah. You. <laughs> so I got to have a hobby. <laughs> um, you're pointing at me because my finger's up and I yes. to say something. And Kathy, I forgot what she was going to say. I was going to say because I was thinking of a rock polishing kid in the bathroom. A lot of pee and poop conversation. Good. Okay, did it oh, have Kathy to do with the bathroom? It was something about going pooping, oh, right? She went no, to talk about when she poops. Yeah. No, 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 I know. It's just another, uh, I don't know, you could call it Kathyism or something. Um, Casey, do you walk away from the sink when you brush your teeth to stand on the scale? Yes. Oh, God. I know. So oh, she's got to be over the sink. Everyone in case should be any over the residual sink. I stand right by the sink, over the sink. You know what I started? Because I, 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 by the way, in case just to yeah. jump in, I have a, a toothbrush that is also a water pick at the same time. Ooh. So if, you don't, if you're not hunched over the sink, you're going to, it's like a, like a fire hose. It only takes a few right. minutes. You can stay there. <laughs> I started to, and I never did this before, and, and uh, I apologize, uh, but I, I always brush my teeth with the water running, and now I have turned the water off right. yeah. while I brush my teeth, which is really... Water, yeah. All right. I know, but it's yeah. it just doesn't feel right to me. When mm-hmm. you lasso anal warts, are you right over the toilet? Always. Wow. All right. Oh, wait, every ew, ew, single ew. time. Lasso? Oh, yeah. It's the, the colonoscopy thing. That's what uh, they do. Okay. Move. All right. I just do it at home. It's for fun. I got six of these to go through. Oh, All right. you're just in one? By the way, so, Kathy, <laughs> what I'll do now with the... Brushing teeth at the Shore House. We have you can walk outside onto oh, a little. That's uh, the sun's rising. Balcony, and outside? I go out there and brush my teeth. Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, well, whatever. You're at the Shore. That, yeah. I feel like rules different. are not. Yeah, they're different rules. Everyone brushes their teeth outside. <laughs> All right. Here's another thing uh, that is recommended to be happier in the morning. So you so you can do in the morning to be happier at work later in the day. Number two says. Reclaim your time and choose an activity that you like to do before you work. No. It's uh, impossible. This is, all right, this, this does not work for us. Yeah, I love so when people yeah. say to me, you know, they, they know that I <laughs> exercise a lot. Do you exercise before work? What? Yeah. I Are you kidding? I tried one time because Planet Fitness, I used to belong to that, yeah. and they were 24-hour gym. I was like, I'm going to go. Right. And they had this cool little circuit training thing where you can get a full workout sure. in half hour. Right. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I did that one time. I'm like, this sucks. Especially when it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I, I'm just You're dying. dying right now. All right. According to Melody Wilding, an executive coach and author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking, and Channel Your Emotions oh. for Success at Work. That's a long okay. title. She recommends starting the day with an activity that's meaningful and centers you, like yoga, meditation, no. <laughs> journaling, no. or taking a class. No. All right. There's a guy that we work with. His name's Joe Zerzolo, and he's like a, he's very, very physically fit, and he does like triathlons and stuff like that. And he lives on a lake. He will do a mile. What? Who? Who? Joe Zerzolo. You know him. Thin, uh, salt and pepper hair. Uh, kind of works. Zerzolo. They call him the Z Man. The Z Man. 
man. His uh, his this, cube at is this building. Yes, works? his cube is right in front of like Eric and Todd's office. What's and he do? Jamie, uh, he's a salesperson. He sells for the fanatic. Huh. Um, but anyway, he'll go and swim a mile before he goes into work in the morning. Right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, if you can go to work, sales. Yeah, yeah, a little bit late nine or whatever time they come in. Mm-hmm. I I could that's you come in about eleven thirty. No, you can but get that stuff in. That's feasible. Like you you can actually get up before um, work. Yeah, and work I, out. I used to do it. I used to do it all the time when I had a more when I was oh, working at a radio guy. station. I was doing more nine to five. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a very nice guy. We do. I call him the Z Man yeah. or uh, the Zster. I'm like Z Pack. Right. What's up, Z Pack? Uh, so <laughs> yes, you can do things like that. Uh, they, she said, uh, you feel more, more in control. You feel more in control. When you start your day with something of, of your you choosing. Wake up and you find something, whether you scrapbook or journal, you feel more <laughs> in control. All right, what else? Uh, keep in mind, that's what's a nur- keep in mind that what's a nourishing activity for others may not work for you. Perhaps bury bodies. What? Things that you might oh, have left undone from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Invite children into your home. By the way, speaking of meditation, uh, they recommend. Yeah. I do know somebody who meditates before work every morning. A, t- a, a, t- a mantra type of thing is good. Yes, like a, a TM standard stuff, uh, Preston. Uh, no, I think it's uh, mindful meditation okay. is what yes. they're doing now, uh, rather than transcendental. But um, uh, in fact, speaking of mindful meditation. Uh, Casey said, is this on Netflix? It's on Netflix. So uh, there are three different things on Netflix that are under the Headspace umbrella. Right. Headspace Headspace is is an app. It's a service for uh, mindful meditation. Yes. It it guides you. You've used it. Yeah, I did for a little while. So I just found out. I I suck at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found out about this thing yesterday. So when I went to bed last night, I used it because so uh, of the three, there's one uh, that it's headspace and it's uh, it says interactive. So right. that's the one that you want to choose. And they have uh, three choices. As a matter of fact, if you play this sound clip press, this will kind of let, let you know what they offer. Okay. Uh, on I this. didn't know this. So, so if meditation is something you want to take out for a spin, you can do it through Netflix. Here we go. Hi, it's Andy from Headspace. Great to see you again. Let's try another exercise. As you build a healthy mindfulness routine. So Andy was my guide, too, when yeah. I used Headspace. And it was funny because he has such a thick right. Australian accent. He's like, yeah, you can sit in a chair. You yeah. can sit in a... What's a chair? Yeah. Oh, a chair. Okay. <laughs> you sit in a chair. Relax. Eve will help you get started. Thanks, Andy. So what would you like to do? Meditate to feel less stressed? Try some different ways to relax and unwind your mind. Or sleep soundly so you can wake up feeling more refreshed. Oh. So I did that. You did the sleep soundly thing? I did thing? the sleep soundly thing. All right, Casey, thing. let's work with you. Let's say you have a waffle, and in every square there's a little bit of butter. <laughs> Don't you feel good now? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I fell right asleep hey, with that one. Me. You've just been elected president of the Running Away Club. <laughs> Aren't you a good little boy? <laughs> Come here. Come here. Pretend I'm a deer and you're feeding me pretzels. <laughs> We've just bonded. All right, so this is uh, step two here? Yeah, so once you choose which uh, thing you want to do, whether you want to oh. meditate or relax, I chose I want to go to sleep. And oh. so this is, you know... Is your butt plug in firmly? For <laughs> people that uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that needs to fall asleep with something on the television. However, right. I don't want something on the television that is going to distract me and make me turn over so I can see what's on the screen. Yeah. So you, usually, don't want so, you, want, you want something you, don't want... you can hear that doesn't distract you. Yes. Something that's not entertaining. Then. Right. Well, or something that is so familiar like to me. Like a quiet place. Like a quiet place. No, I, 
you know, something like a movie that I've seen a million times. Right. Something that I'm going, oh, I wonder what that looks like. Like Endgame. Yeah, so this Endgame is exactly I it. know, you Thank said you. you listen to it, you watch it a lot. So I chose the sleep one, and, and all it is is it's basically like meditation as you go to sleep. But right. then there so, are three or four different Types of. Uh, I assume you set the timer on the TV to shut off, correct? Well, I can do that now because uh, I have a Netflix TV. There so you go. whenever, you know, if, if something's been not playing for right. a half hour, just shut off. Them. Yes. Uh, so here are the, the options that you can choose inside this menu. Okay, let's help put your mind to bed with a story. Put 45 minutes aside for a relaxing journey to one of these places as you drift off. Don't worry, we'll be quiet after you fall asleep. Which one of these sound nicest to you? Gentle waves as night falls in a secluded seaside town. I like that, Ooh, one. I like that yeah. one. A I crackling like that one, fire while you're cozied up indoors on a rainy evening. It's good too. <laughs> or a quiet nighttime train ride through the mountains. Like train rides are very soothing. Yes. Or perhaps a stop into a peaceful aquarium How after about a, close. a union ride in a sheet metal factory? Hmm. <laughs> they all sound pretty great, don't they? Don't they? Okay. I did the seaside town last night. Okay. Uh, like How about the soothing sounds of the Tet Offensive? <laughs> the Tet Offensive? <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and it worked for your case? Uh, yeah, uh, like a baby. I was so, like, I was out. Okay. My wife yeah. is doing the the uh, guided meditations, and she does it uh, every day and loves it. There's a progression that she's going through. Uh, I actually have Dr. Rosenpenis had done a meditation for me that I use all the time. It yeah. takes practice. Yeah, it does. It, Let it, me it, ask it, you guys. 20, uh, 20 minutes yeah. is the max. I can't go any longer. I'm like Preston. I'm like you. I know immediately if it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, that, that... Well, knowing immediately that it's not going to work... Um, Maybe you need to find a Give different a way to revisit time. it because, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, if you get into the – it's like working out. If you get into the habit right. of doing it, uh, you I can – I do. <laughs> okay. Um, but you can find ways to, to make it work for you. And so right. it, it really takes uh, effort and time and repetition. Right. So uh, let me ask you guys this. When you do try to meditate, will you – because this happens to me from time to time where I will find, like – a, a, a sensation on my body that I cannot just if it, it it might be an itch or you know something that I need to like take care of and, and when I started last night I felt like there was something in my eye and my eyes were closed I was like oh my god so you become very aware of your body yes and I'm trying to well try to ignore yeah. that huge hog between your legs <laughs> no but that's uh, uh that you're you're supposed to be aware of those things right okay. Okay. yeah that's part of the mindful med- meditation is being aware of the sensations and everything around you right. It's not so. That's what I, I can't, can't believe we're going into detail about this. Uh, but uh, initially, I, I thought it was supposed to, you're supposed to tune out everything no. and center. No, you're inviting sounds and experiences and scents and all this from elsewhere and just being aware of all these things. You're part of the world. Yeah. So I but, do. I, I what I will do is the issue for me is closing the door so I'm not immediately set upon by fifty cats, <laughs> and and darken the room a little bit. And about in twenty twenty five minutes, it, it, you feel you. It, it does. It just recenters you. Right. Right. All right so, well, let's let's get to this. Part. Let's go. What is this? We is did this going on the seaside town journey. No, we let's went go. to a, a, the aquarium. Okay. Let's go to the aquarium. Let's go. Fishies. Fishies, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, and welcome to the Moonlight Aquarium. A carved wooden bench at the center of the room. That's, they lose their accent at the aquarium. Right, they lose it. Invites you to sit and bask in the neon blue glow 
the surrounding aquarium walls. Over there. Do you like that bubble sound, Chris? I do. Yeah. Despite the late hour, none of the aquarium's inhabitants seem interested in resting. In fact, they're all dead. <laughs> A school of minnows darts back and forth between strands of swaying kelp. Groups of jellyfish bob and glide among branches of coral. Right, and you're supposed to be envisioning this. Yes. Envisioning yeah, this. You are asleep. A hippopotamus eats a big head of bok choy. <laughs> <laughs> right? That happens at the aquarium. Yes, it does. Uh, yes, you're you're correct. And yeah. then while the underwater, well, they seem to glide along the floor of the aquarium. Mm. One takes a huge dump, <laughs> bigger than you've ever seen. A huge cloud of fecal matter starts to become like an underwater cloud. Looks like a unicorn. So you can uh, meditate before work uh, right, if like you'd like to feel better. Imagine you get into work, you're all trippy. Yeah. I need to, I am, I'm like, you know, I'm a real creature of habit. I've got to focus. I mean, I, I've got to keep that thing. Or And you're, you you get thrown off by 10, 15 minutes, it, it Fs you up. So meditation would be tough. I meditate in the afternoon. Here's another thing that you can do uh, in the morning to be happier at work. And, uh, Kath, you do traffic here, so it's... Uh, do you do you traffic at home, too? Relate to this. It says, put the stress of setbacks like traffic delays in perspective. Good thing to do. Some mornings are Actually, less than ideal, it says. Steve helped me reset this morning because uh, I had to... I wasn't able to get on 76 East because of the truck fire with all the baloney and... Uh, <laughs> And so I had to take 23 and go through Conchi and whatever. And Steve said something to me because the first thing I said to him, and I wasn't even in a bad mood yeah. or whatever, but the, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I couldn't get on 76, couldn't drive into work like I normally do. And Steve said, uh, your, or something to the effect of, your day's better than the guy that had the truck fire. Right. And it's true. You there know, you like if, if you get in a car accident, uh, you're having a worse day than the person caused, you know, that's sitting in the traffic because of that car accident. It's the sucks to be you mantra. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, doesn't it suck to be you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in there in the aquarium, you broke in, you're so lonely, you couldn't get anyone to go with you. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You're standing there looking at a jellyfish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't you know a girl? I mean, come on. You're sleeping in your bed at night all alone. <laughs> You've got your race car sheets on the bed. It's pathetic. Puts it into perspective. And you got that Hummel figure that your grandmother gave you, the little German child with his arms outstretched. I love you. It doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're supposed to keep these setbacks in perspective, it right. says. When you start to feel overwhelmed by the setbacks life inevitably throws your way in the Back morning. Back to the aquarium. Take a moment to breathe. Wilding said that one to two minutes of controlled breathing can reset your nervous system and help you regain some feeling of calm and composure. That is a fact. There is something to say about taking a deep breath for relaxing. Like, even if you are if you happen to be, because I've used this before when I'm about to fall asleep and sometimes yeah. uh, tense thoughts happen in my mind. Right. And I feel my body physically tensing up, fish, f- you know, uh, fists clenched or, or, you know, backs tight or whatever. If you take a deep breath and exhale, mm-hmm. those muscles relax automatically. It, it's it just does. What it, physically, your body does. It gets that reaction, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Um, take a, a breath. A good right? sigh, yeah. Take a breath. Let's take a breath. <laughs> Smell a small time problem. Take a breath. Sesame Street, right? Yeah. Take a breath. 
Right now, take a deep breath. <laughs> you too. Guys, do you like that voice? It's, it's one of the few voices relaxing. I could do. Yes. Just relax. <laughs> we have that audio. We have to have that song, Take right? We do. Yeah. See if you can find a case. Okay. Um, I, I think it's spelled B W E F. I I'll look under Sesame Street. I have. I had this idea. I feel like press, especially you, because you have um, a, such a resonant voice that, like, you could probably do. Like a guided meditation, and I would love to offer that in our podcast to do a guided uh, meditation. I could do that. Yeah. There is a woman who um, runs her commercials on social media on TikTok, and she's got it's it's a it's a resonant, sexy voice, but she applies it to guided meditation. And, mm. and if you spend more than two seconds with it, you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else see the uh, Joe Biden uh, ASMR over the weekend? You sent it to me and I haven't watched it's it yet. Because so, he's been whispering in yeah, uh, yeah, some of his oh, press yeah, conferences yeah. lately. <laughs> and so they just applied it to like regular ASMR <laughs> stuff. And he's, I got the deal done. Take a breath. <laughs> they could do that. You know, uh, Steven uh, Seagal could do that. That's yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Most of his movies. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Just imagine you're at the aquarium. Take a breath. Take a breath, smell a smell, sniff a sniff, take a breath. You can move your feet to walk, and you use your tongue to talk, but your mouth and nose are waiting. Take a breath. Just take a breath. <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> All right, something else here. All right. All right so you're supposed to you're supposed to uh, have some perspective. Yeah. If you get into a tense moment, that's great. Right. Yeah. These are ways to help you out in the morning. A lot of people don't know how to do these simple things, but it can help. You know what really works is when your spouse tells you to relax. Oh, yes, I think yeah. that works. Every Would you relax? Time. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so relaxed I now. Yeah. Can I talk to you later? <laughs> Why not now? No, I don't want to talk now. <laughs> I can feel the stress going away. We need to talk. All right, no, here's another one. Create boundaries between you and the morning habits that drain you. What morning habits do you have that drain you? Pleasuring yourself. Um, I'm tapped out. I just I just mentioned one. Uh, literally leaving the phone uh, not in the room where, you know, if I'm going to go to the bathroom in the morning, like putting the phone aside. Okay. Uh, just like taking, even if it's only five oh, minutes. No, even yeah. if it's only five minutes, just getting All off right. the phone. Yeah, it says here, phone scrolling first thing in the morning. There you go. Uh, checking work emails. Well, I have to, once I get to work, I have yeah. to check emails, but I don't do that at home. I don't have time to do it at home. That was, uh, okay, Hanky. Uh, he would do that. Uh, so Sam Hanky from right. the Sixers, he didn't touch work emails or anything along those lines for like the first, I don't even know. I mean, it might have been like hour, two hours of his of his day. He's like, I'm not doing that. Good. I don't- See, I don't have time. For any of this in no, the morning, either, I leave man. every nah. second of time yeah. to get ready and get out the door. I don't look at my Nick. You're lucky. I saw your. You're lucky. I'm lucky that I saw your text this morning because I don't ever look at my phone until I get get to work. I rarely look yeah. at my phone, and I heard it uh, vibrate. I heard my phone vibrate on the counter, and I'm like, "That's weird. Who's texting me this early?" It was about seventy six. And it was being he was telling me that seventy six was closed. Um, yeah, for us, morning pretty much doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. I mean, like at work, you know, it, immediately you're in work mode. I mean, there's and, and we have to get up ridiculously early. We don't, you know, even people who who have uh, like a um, you know like a seven a.m. start, you can still get up and 
and the the sun is coming up and you're yeah. you're you're heading up we're we're kind of a different animal sure. and there are plenty of you know third shift workers oh, and stuff like that that we're your brothers and sisters yeah. we know what you go through yeah exactly all right so anyhow it says uh yeah if grabbing your phone or turning on the news are things that um that start your day in a way that you would not like uh, how do we create some time to separate that? If you do, n- if you do want to watch the news in the morning, it doesn't have to be the first thing that you turn on. So they're saying just take a pause, take a breath uh, yeah. before you take a breath. Okay, <laughs> it'll be there when when you're ready for it. Yes, you know it, it, the email will be waiting for you. All right, here's another uh, thing to do in the morning to get you better, ready for a better day. Check in with your body ah. if you're waking up tense. Ooh, you're a little hard down there, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did she say? Ooh, you feel a little tense there, buddy. <laughs> Just checking in. <laughs> What's that right there? <laughs> right, Kath? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. She's yeah. on board of yeah. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so it says if you if you wake up wound up, take a moment to take care of your body and help it relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, rub one out before. Let you me go. give you a little hand there, buddy. Yeah, that's back to bed. Actually. Uh, it says, do you feel tension in your shoulders? Are you clenching your jaw? Yeah. Quick Does question. your body feel tight? Statistically, in your life, and I, I, I bet you I can guess the answer. But if you've pleasured yourself, evening or morning. Evening, 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 evening is the time because that to me is a de-stressor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Morning. In the morning. Maybe like ten o'clock. In the morning. Yeah. I mean, when I get here to the office, I'll pleasure myself, yeah. but I don't have time. Is that <laughs> what you do? Yeah. You're the first one here. Is that why you get here so early? Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm so early so I can get naked and <laughs> sit in Kathy's seat and pleasure myself. <laughs> How many times in your life do you think you've done that at work? No. <laughs> oh, pleasured? Period. Oh, my God. How many thousands of times? Okay. I can... Casey's extra- doing the math right I, now. I, I can extrapolate. His calculator. So, 46. I'm wondering. Do you ever have a time where you're, you've you've gone through a period where like you need to you see yourself, I need to ratchet back a little bit. I don't bit. like me anymore. Yeah, when I was... When I, yeah. I, 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 I don't I turn don't, me on anymore. I, I feel filthy. I'm thinking yeah. somewhere I, I, close I'm, to 10,000 times. Yeah. If you think about it, I what mean, were you going to say, Kathy? She I was hate this give conversation. <laughs> I thought you were going to give a number. No, I'm not going to give. That's a all number. you were going to say is I hate this conversation. I don't know. I had something else to say, and then Casey said ten thousand. I got grossed out. Nick, can you just do a quick check on average? On how many times Casey? Has? Yeah, on it's got to be over ten thousand. Like I've, I've done the math on how many times that that we per because, year because of the hour that we get up. How many times we've seen the sunrise? Right. Yeah. So some people are lucky if they see a sunrise every now and then. We've seen it. And I think it's like in the 8,000 times range. And that's with weekends off and vacations added. Right. I kind of did a ballpark estimate. So I got to believe that the, the pleasuring yourself would, would go beyond that because that's just over a... You don't have 20, to get up for a, that. That's a 25-year career. You don't have to get I up had, early. <laughs> I had many years before that where I was... Uh, right. Did you, Casey, did you just multiply 365 times 30? Uh, times 31. Okay, yeah. And then I was like, there's no way I did it every single day. Not every day. No, right years. No. But no. some days you up the but game. Some, yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I did it more than once. And, right. Wrist more injuries, than, things like that. Sure. Carpal um, tunnel. All right. Wait, getting back to this list real quick. Uh, the actual list and not the... Uh, boner list. I got you. Boner list. The, boner alert. The, uh, boner alert. 
the clenching of the jaw thing. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend has to deal with that, and it's it gives her headaches. So she yeah. actively has to try to be mindful of not doing it in the night. Like, it, it, like she's done grinding like the, teeth, the mouth guard that can thing. be a very big issue. Yeah, so that she'll can wake be, up. That, you can be tired. It's it's weird because yeah. it's not. It ends up like being in her shoulders, yes. in her back. Oh my yeah. God. Starting, oh, yeah. starting with the headaches. Jaw. Yeah, and so it's it's this thing where like. Uh, I, I think it's literally called TMJ or yes. whatever. And, and Do you so, know that, Nick, so there it, was a time with you. at which during Burt Reynolds' life, and I think all medical stories in some way relate to Burt Reynolds, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that, that um, he actually, people thought he had AIDS, that he had HIV because oh, he, he was, was so thin. He was emaciated. Yeah. Yeah. What he was going through was the TMJ where he right. he wasn't Couldn't getting eat. any sleep. He wasn't. He was just became a different person. Well, yet. this isn't the same as that. But I know that she, that Andrea does um, yoga as well. And like the, there are times where the instructor instructs you. She says at this point, if you're like if you're clenching your yeah. your teeth together, stop. And a lot of the times I am, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not even aware you of know, it. You're not yeah. aware. Yeah. of Yeah, doing somebody it. has to point it out to you, and and you really have to be conscious of it because it becomes this thing where it's just a, it. it it's automatic. Like your body does it without you even realizing that you're doing it. See if you can consciously tell yourself and and for how long you can do it to not even have your, your top and bottom teeth touching. It's really, really difficult because I think your normal, like resting face is, is your teeth are, they're not necessarily, they don't have to be clenched, but they are touching. Right. And well, so you're saying there's a little game you play to, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. When they check your bite, they do, they have, you know, the, um, you know, uh-huh. you, you click down, mm-hmm. or and that's your impression of Al Kilmer. <laughs> it is. Top or gun. Top Gun or yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise, oh. actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would hurt. That was, no, it was Val that does it. Val yeah, does yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Man. Yeah. That whole thing. You planes. Boner alert. How does anybody think that's a good movie? I know. Listen, subject for another time. Yeah. It's Can of Worms. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I have one last suggestion on this list of things that you can do to feel better in the morning right. to, to be happier while you are at work. And number six on this list is recognize that happiness won't necessarily come from your work itself. Right. Uh, it says uh, it's it's helpful to consider where you think you should be getting your happiness from. You may be looking for it in the wrong places. Uh, work doesn't have to be the thing that contributes to your happiness. You bring your happiness to work. Are you about to sing the uh, Urban Cowboy theme? It, looking for love in all... Oh, oh. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Was that Johnny Lee? Was that his name? Like Garth so. Brooks? No, no, no. Garth no. Brooks. Definitely not Garth I Brooks. I spent a lifetime looking for love. I think it was Johnny Lee. Isn't that Buckwheat? What? That's no, that was Wook and Po Nub. <laughs> Oh, right. Which was the Eddie Murphy uh, <laughs> bit about that. No, anyway. Uh, so they said uh, it is a mindset shift that is required to expand your definition of happiness so it isn't so contingent upon the conditions of your workplace. And that's a good idea. You you listen, it's, it's great if your work situation makes you happier, uh, but you can't rely on external forces to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Teaching yourself to feel good can help you not depend on outside forces like a job to help you feel happy. There you go. And that's an important lesson oh, yeah. <laughs> that will help you at work and outside of it. And if you can pleasure yourself while you're at work. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Like That's Steve. a good way. Yeah. yeah. Every morning, Kathy's and Kathy's Kathy's little <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the uh, the Headspace uh, Seaside Town one by any chance? Yeah, that's the one that I you kind of use to yeah. fall asleep. Though, if you if you missed this part of the segment, because this has been a longer segment than I thought it was going to be, uh, Headspace, which is a, an app that you can use for uh, mindful meditation, uh, now Casey was saying has um, on Netflix some of their uh, guided stuff, and I'm going to check into that. That's pretty cool, and they can help you. Uh, Drift off to sleep. It's a smart idea, especially since a lot of people have the TV on at night yeah. when they're going yeah. to bed. Okay. Yeah, so if you do a Headspace search on Netflix, right. three different things are going to pop up. Choose the one that says interactive. Okay. Right. So this one is, this is Casey's, essentially a story to help him fall asleep. And the seaside town is the one that he went with. You take a seat by the large window at the end of the room. Oh, I like this already. Hmm? You've arrived. The ocean sounds. I'm literally kind of swaying to my left and right right. now as I'm listening to this. Just in time to watch the sun make its first contact with the horizon. Oh, stop it. What's that? Is a lone swimmer. As you settle into the soft, a young sort of wrinkly looking girl. Your eyes in the water. drawn along the length of the harbor I like just this. outside. Yeah. Yeah. I love this sort of setting. Yes. So she sets everything right. in place, and then she tells you what to do right. with your body. Oh, okay. Now the waiter walks towards you. You say, do you have cheesy bread? <laughs> I like cheesy bread. He says, no, sorry, sir, we don't have cheesy bread. And you realize he's lying to you. The place is cold. Cheesy bread, Charlie. <laughs> Do you take me for a fool? Hang on, let me play you su- Suddenly, your fists, which you've kept hidden in your sleeves, start to descend, ready for a brawl. You're going to teach this dickhead a lesson. All right. Hang on, let me play just a little bit more of this. Down by the port, the approaching tide. Yeah. Blows its way through a line of docked fishing boats, grazing each with a gentle, familiar bob. Oh, I, I dig that. And the the ocean sounds are playing on my ASMR too. So that's there. Uh, you go. That's it's such a soothing sound. Being oh. down by the ocean now. Do you do you? It, it's got to oh. be very. We were there all day yesterday. Well, yeah. not all day, but for several hours, and it was just uh, it was fantastic. I went, actually, the day before, I went and stood out about knee-deep, and I was by myself, yeah. and I just stood there, and I closed my eyes, and I just I listened to the water, I listened to the kids playing, right. I it's a great sound. birds, and I just, it's such I just relaxing. took mm. it all in. It was fantastic. Can I ask a question? I pissed. the king of the world. <laughs> Uh, can I ask a question about when you're wearing polarized sunglasses, why it makes the water appear clearer? Because it's not... eliminating the glare. That's that's, that's all? That's the whole idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't, dude, I have no... see things clear. For example, I have a heads-up display in my car. If I use polarized glasses... You can't see it. I can't see it. Oh, wow. Because it eliminates the glare. That's what polarization does? That's what it does. I had, I, dude, I never knew. <laughs> All I knew is that, like, when I look at my phone with polarized glasses on, Here. I have to it turn it to the side. Yeah. It, it yeah. looks very strange. I never like the lens in the polarized glasses, so I don't have any. I don't use them anymore. You don't use them? 
Because I like to see my heads up display. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, yeah, they eliminate glare, essentially, is what it said. Uh, it says uh, the chemical filter on polarized sunglasses removes glare by absorbing the incoming horizontal light while still allowing vertical light. Uh, the lenses only allow in vertical light acting as a chemical Venetian blind. Mm. I have these ah. uh, these Canons. I love them. They're the best sunglasses yeah, I've ever I remember owned. Those, yeah. yeah, they're terrific. But they do like the polarization wears off after a while. Oh mm. no! Yeah, so um, it becomes spotty, doesn't it? What's well, kind of like uh, like your hiking shoes, Steve? Like you right. just you need to replace them every uh, year or two. Uh, no, I, I'm replacing my hiking shoes every three or four months. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about the sunglasses. Oh, very good. Sometimes I'll hold the hiking shoes up to my eye. <laughs> it completely eliminates any glare. Right. I just forget, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you can also see, like, uh, sometimes uh, windshields and things like that or, or windows yeah, on yeah. cars will be, they'll look spotted. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, because maybe, do they have some kind of polarization on them? And They've that's what it, you're right? saying? So these glasses that I have now, my, so my prescription glasses, my, you know, just for... Because I'm looking at things close to me that are small print, and then I'm looking up at you guys, and, and instead of taking readers, putting putting readers right. on and off, I got these glasses. They have a little bit of anti-glare treatment on them, so yeah. to, to eliminate that sort of stuff, because it, it's distracting. All right, here's a stupid question. Yeah, man. <laughs> can they make... They can. <laughs> they should be able to make prescription windshields. So that you wouldn't well, have to wear your glasses. Well, other people what? in the car are going to go blind. You know what? The driver, that's all that matters. Well, just... your prescription needs to be updated from time to time. Right. Like, so you, you should, should go. Windshield. You going... should go every yeah. year. And like I'm... every two years or so, you probably need new glasses. I'm so going to get my windshield updated. What yeah. you do, Preston. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting it. You, you, you pull into the bay. And your your uh, your optometrist says, "Okay, read the <laughs> seventh line." <laughs> it's like Jiffy Lube and Eye Care Center. God, imagine getting in a car and seeing, and it's not your prescription, and everything is way out of focus. It's all blurry. Oh, I would throw up. They can do what I do like are prescription. Um, oh my God, <laughs> sunglasses. Bausch and Lomb. Uh huh. Today, when was this story printed? 2014. Uh, 2014 introduced what they claim is the world's first prescription vehicle windshield. The company will offer a full line of prescription windshields, no way. including bifocal, trifocal, quadfocal, and UV blockers. But hang on a second. This was written in 2014. Where are you? Where's the follow-up story? This is the most recent thing that came up in a search. Richard, uh, 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 can you come up to the office? <laughs> we saw that press release about the bifocal windshield. Hang Get on a second. Here. Hang I think on. it's a hoax. We're getting calls. Uh, okay. um, somebody says they have a prescription. Uh, I don't oh, have no, their name. It's, it's for tint. Yeah, but yeah. still, uh, Evan. Hey, Evan. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man. So uh, you essentially have a tinted windshield. I mean, a uh, prescription windshield. So I do not. I drive around with it illegally. However, you can go to the eye doctor and get prescription tint for oh. your car. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But that means you're allowed to have your windows tinted right. because you need them. It's not. Or say you have you have poor vision. I mean, meaning you know, uh, far sighted or near sighted. Uh, it's it's more for people who have like light sensitivities. So okay. like at night, the headlights gotcha. or the sun Steve, during the day. But if right. you double up and you wear polarized sunglasses, yeah. you can actually like look at other people's windows and they're rainbow. And I've never known why. Okay. Yeah. Everyone looks like Richie Blackmore. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, uh, let me go to one more, and then we, we got to take a break here in just a second. I'm going to go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yo, guys. What's up, Gadzooks. buddy? Gadzooks. If 
you have, if you're wearing a pair of Polaroid, or Polaroid, they're the guys that came up with polarized sunglasses. Oh. But uh, if you're wearing a pair and you hold another pair up in front of that pair and you turn them sideways, it will actually create a black screen. You won't be able to see through it. Because you have, you have the different directions of light cancellation on top of each other, and so they black out everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Appreciate cool. it, man. Thanks. So Polaroid invented polarized sunglasses? I had no idea. Yes. Kodak invented Kodiak bears. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I didn't know they've been around that long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it, are we verifying that? Well, they do do that. Eyes, yeah. they, they manufacture them. I don't know if they invented them, but uh, let's just go with the what the caller said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Kodak, uh, actually, by the way, just so, so people, they got rid of their bear division years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was not very profitable. Yeah. yeah. Things are you, you have to maintain those. I mean, yeah, it's expensive exactly. to feed and whatnot. A lot of salmon. Sometimes they'll kill you. Uh, Edwin Land uh, invented Polaroid, uh, the world's first polarizing material for commercial use. Hmm. Uh, he founded the Polaroid Corporation in 1937, and I guess maybe that came first before their uh, envoy into or in uh, their before entree, they, yeah. entree into. Uh, um, yeah, photographs. But he he actually got killed because he was the inventor of the polar bear. He held up the polar bear to his face. <laughs> Big mistake. No, it's bad. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, compete. Ooh, these are things. ways to have a uh, a nice day in the morning before you go to work. <laughs> I hope we cleared things up. Yeah, are we clear on that, Crystal? Yeah, good. We should take a break. Right. Uh, we're going to do that, and we'll come back. Oh, damn it! What? <laughs> what? I, I, well, I, I just I did a brief mention of it at the top or the the end of the last break, and I said I was going to give a little bit more details. Uh, we made the announcement last week that the Camp Out for Hunger dates have been announced. It's yes. a save the date, and the reason we're doing it this early is because the dates have changed again. Uh, traditionally, over the years, we did it the week leading up to Thanksgiving, uh, or was it the, the week, week after, after Thanksgiving? The week after Thanksgiving. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, we changed it last year because of COVID, obviously. And we're, we're tweaking it again because of the sports complex and their commitments and, and uh, games and schedules and all that stuff. So we're going to do it even earlier this year, and we're going to see how this goes. Just to I make- think this actually could be pretty – I think this could be a positive, but – you know, we'll wait and see what happens. Well, we know at least it w- we won't be in the middle of a cluttered schedule because everyone's scrambling to to get their 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 events into these places, and we wanted to make sure things were easy for you to get in and out of there. This year, November first to the fifth is when we will be doing it. So it will be at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. And uh, more information is coming a little bit later on this summer. Uh, but we're excited about it, and uh, our buddy Jeff Walton already got in touch. The the uh, Filler Trunk awesome. event. He was like, "Okay, we'll we'll do it." We'll do it on Halloween. We'll do it the day before. So they're going to plan on doing that. But uh, more details like that will be coming out uh, soon. But it is the day after Halloween. It will start this year. Just put that in your calendar. Get yourself ready so you know when to uh, get your food drive started and be a part of it because we're going to need your help. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. May I do a shart out? Yeah, hey! A couple of them, actually. Hang on, I think I... Yes. Yep, I almost threw one away. How about that? Was it resting on the edge of the garbage can? The way... No, that drives Casey crazy. <laughs> it was not. Um, but I thought this was a really nice thing, and to point out a staff member here at MMR who is uh, essential to what we do and is an awesome person. And this comes from Tammy uh, 
excuse me, Tammy Rosado, and she said, hey, Preston, I wanted to know if I could get a big, juicy shout-out for Eric Simon of your promotion department. Yeah. yeah. I bought tickets to MMRBQ 2020, but with COVID as we know it, it was canceled. Had the, oppor- the option to get a refund or a credit, and I went for the credit. However, the credit never hit my Ticketmaster account. I tried everything to reach Ticketmaster. And then she goes through the laundry list of stuff she had to go through. She said, I called the show to see if somehow someone there could help me. And I was told to email Eric. I emailed him. We began in uh, of May. And we have been working on this issue since then. And as of today, I received the email from Eric that I have been waiting for. He let me know the credit was finally on my account. And I'm so very much appreciative of him. And I couldn't have done it without him. So thank you so much again, Eric. And I can't wait to see you guys at the MM Barbecue. So... That's for Eric Simon, who makes sure he goes above and beyond to each and every listener that has an issue. Yeah. And he gets it all worked out. And that dude just he he does so much. Well think about I would never be able to do the job that Eric does. There's no way. You could have a show his his job could be just the things that surround the camp out for hunger. Yep. All of that. And on the the MMRBQ. And all the other stuff that he does. It's a, a level of attention to detail that I can't even comprehend. Yep. Eric is our promotions director, if you didn't know uh, what he did. So, uh, nice acknowledgement for that young man. Uh, Norman says, hey, I've been a lawyer fan since Y100 Days and love the variety that your show offers. Huh. Uh, even though you're dead wrong about Twister being a terrible movie. <laughs> I still enjoy listening. It's a terrible good movie. My wife, Megan, regularly listens to your podcast since she doesn't commute to work anymore. And she's a great wife and mother to our two boys, Jacob and Cole. And she always keeps me in check when I get worked up about nonsense. Please send her a shard out since she loves hearing farts and talking about them. Uh, keep up the good work. And that's from Dirk. Dirk Bauter, or Bowder, I think is his name. So here's a shard. Uh, you know, I may as well do these so I can make sure that everybody gets their due. Hang on here. Uh, says, hey, I was hoping uh, this is from Sam. Or no, it's not from Sam. Yeah, it's from Sam Newell. says, I was hoping to give a birthday shout-out to my husband, Jerry. Uh, we have both been loyal listeners for many, many years and listen every single day. So I know that he will hear it whenever you remember. I, of course, hope that you can get it uh, for his birthday. Uh, for a little history, we met you in 2018 in Clearwater at a Phillies game. where We were so excited to meet you. Thanks. And that's from Sam, Brianna, and Braden. So there's a shout-out. One last one, and then I have a little letter that I'm going to read. Uh, and this one says, uh, Hey, Casey, Steve, Preston, Kathy, Nick, Marissa, long-time listener here, passing through South Carolina. I'm not much of a drinker, and I don't want to sensationalize drinking, but look at this here in the middle of South Carolina of all places. Please send a shout-out to these magnificent people at Eagles Liquor, Beer, and Wine in Boiling Springs, South Carolina, Jeez. they what? were actually playing MMR at the time that I was oh in there. Oh, that's no amazing. Way. Isn't that great? And is it the Eagles as in the football? I'm guessing so. And, All right. And that's from uh, James Ritz, who uh, emailed in. So here's a chart. That's pretty awesome. Boiling yeah, where's Springs. That? <laughs> Sounds lovely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go swimming in the yeah. boiling <laughs> springs, molten lava, South Carolina. Uh, Nick is going to look that up now. Yeah, there's a. That, it looks like it's a green. Yeah, it does. Uh, awning and the the font yeah. is is written in green, and it looks like a fairly close to the old classic Eagles uh, eagle. That you, you know, they the must be from team. around here. Yeah, and look, they have the classic Philly ice refrigerator outside. Uh, no, boiling <laughs> springs looks like it's near Spartanburg, the gateway oh. to Inman Mills. Oh, is that what it's? That's their. their... I, don't know. I just made that up. Okay, 
I made a uh, a life decision in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Did you? What was your life yes. Uh, I was playing an all girls school, and I was watching. Uh, I was at a, a motel. Uh, doing stand-up comedy, uh, you know, not at the motel. I was playing that, planning on doing that at the school. And I was watching the show Kung Fu in Spanish, and I said, you know what? Maybe it's time to come off the road right now and focus in on uh, other stuff. Yeah. And I did. And that was, was that your last show you ever did? One of my last shows, okay. yeah. I mean, I was, I, was, I was doing well. The problem was it, was it was so enticing, but I wanted to evolve the career, as they say, okay. and get back to hooking. No, get back to, uh, yeah. All right, and then one last... Uh, letter. It says, hey, Preston and Steve, fellow neighbor neighbors over in Bala One. One of your listeners just came in and she wanted me to tell you that Patty Ann had her V-Steam treatment. <gasps> oh. And it was amazing and fantastic. She mentioned you talked about us on your show. I am Paula, the owner and CEO of V-Spot Philadelphia and Young Medical Spa Mainline. Way to go, Paula. And uh, <laughs> she goes on uh, to talk about her business and who she's involved with. And she said, I wanted to thank you for your shout out on your show the other day. If you would have me, I'd love to come and talk with you and your listeners about what V-Spot is all about. Uh, so I don't think I don't know if she realizes we want to we want to get steamed. Yeah, we want to do a penis steam. We yeah, get steamed. Yeah, we want, steam. to, we want to get steamed. Well, well, the main the main check will be on on Kathy if you're into it. You will we'll have you know because it's mainly for the vagina. But I have a feeling that there might be um, medicinal benefits to getting our junk steamed. We could be groundbreakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they haven't tried it yet. So I did email her back because you forwarded oh, okay. me that email. So I, I did email her back. Um, however, prior to even seeing her email, I had called over there because yeah. I did really want to find out information about it. What I found out, and maybe she, Paula, will be able to, uh, wait, is Paula the owner? Yep. Okay. Maybe she'll be able to to work something out. But what they offer is not what we saw Jada Pinkett Smith do, oh. which was like over that, right. um, yeah. that like bowl or whatever. So this is actually like a spa treatment, although they are doing... Like, like a similar uh, type of treatment that that Jada Pinkett Smith got. It's okay. not. It's not something that we could do in studio. So I emailed her to see if oh. maybe there's something she could do. Okay. Uh, over here. All right. All right. So we'll see. How about just, uh, just hang a bowl of soup under your nuts? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what I do. Yeah. Right. We can uh, tie. Hey. Soup to nuts. Chowders. Soup to nuts. nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get a bowl of chowders. Campbell's. Soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. Oh, how is that not a thing already? I love that. Yeah. Okay. You sit in your little tent with your soup under your balls. Do you feel relaxed? It's a wonderful seaside town. How could you not? As you take your robe and drape it over the hot bowl of soup. Yeah. The wrinkles on your testicles even now. So there, the, there's more to the vaginal steaming. Can uh, we? So it's not just. Can it, you dry clean your vagina? Well, listen, there is like a steaming portion <laughs> of it, but the woman actually like massages your Balls? like abdominal muscles uh, really? and like yeah. Like Can you get your cooch martinized? Stop it. Martinizing, fartinizing. <laughs> they clean Sorry, your butthole. Paula. No, Paula, we, listen, yeah, we sorry, are serious Paula. about this. Yeah. We are, can't you tell? We yeah. are serious. We are very serious. <laughs> we we want to fartinize our buttholes. We're college-educated, Paula. Yes, some absolutely. Some of us have. Some of us went to college for a little while. And a number of us have seen movies that feature college. Yep. Yep. So, so, we there. all. Um, listen, that, so, uh, whatever. I find that all. I, I, there is. Uh, this apparently is based on a treatment that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah, if not you, thousands of years. Would you would you uh, classify this as holistic treatment? I think it would be holistic treatment. Right. And many times there is some very valid yeah. aspects to that. For real. 
Yeah. So everyone who's done the vaginal steaming, and, and you says you say Paula does this as a as a real like in spa treatment. It's like, it's like a spa treatment. They, yeah. they sing the praises of it. Yeah, I I did. I do really want to try it. Yeah. I looked at their website the because there's two businesses I guess in one, and so I looked at the Young's uh, Medical Spa as well, and they okay. do something where they they do an open vagina roast beef sandwich. No, stop. <laughs> no. No, they help with with hair regrowth. Now, listen, I know if it does actually work, uh, people would be flocking there. But I kind of want to try it. Steve, the 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 mashed potatoes give a uh, anti-inflammatory absolutely uh, treatment. Yeah, they draw the toxins out. It's a starch. So, sorry, Paul. I would like the open vagina roast beef sandwich, please. We're going to get another email that says, yeah. I don't want to come in anymore. I, this was a horrible mistake. This was a terrible mistake. Sorry, I emailed you. They asked for gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I made a snort. <laughs> oh, God. Also, okay. can I? Yes. yes. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you need steam cleaned? We'll take no, care of it. No, it's not about steam cleaning. Okay. It's about this terrible email system that we oh. have here. So oh, I, I know. I, I emailed know. Paula, yeah. and it says, this this message is a warning that an email you are trying to send has not yet been delivered. You do not have to do anything as the email is still queued for delivery. What the frig does that mean? Well, if you've... Here's my thing with what this, Kathy. What the frig does that mean? Well, you will receive a rejection notice after a maximum of four days. So I have to what wait are you, auditioning for cats? Yeah, to see if Paula gets my email. I, you know what? She gave me her cell phone number. All right, so we'll I just call her. Paula, you, if you, if anyone you know is listening, or to, please tell Paula, thank you, and we're we're going to explore this because yes. it, it is a thing. Yes. We just had a uh, maybe Paula can whip up this treatment. You know, on yeah, the maybe side. we'll we'll supply the roast beef. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, and hey, a soup. Soup and Sammy. Okay. Well, um, anyhow, I did have a couple of things I noticed outside of those emails. Oh, really? And yeah, if that's cool with you guys. It's time for the noticer. Hey, by the way, when does Stranger Things debut again? Is it 2020? I thought that we mentioned that. It's next year. Are you goddamn kidding me? Well, it's not officially official, but it looks like 2022. All right. Sorry, I've heard off course there. No, it's okay. I I noticed this thing. This has a... um, a really sad note to it, but it is odd and interesting, worth pointing out. So, uh, Champlain Towers in, in uh, yes. Miami, you know, yes. it's horrible, and they've it's horrible. I think they've only found like five nine people. bodies. I think it's nine. Yeah, mm. and there's over a hundred missing, one hundred fifty, one hundred fifty one or so. Yeah, so, oh, this I is mean, just not going to be good. Stop and think about the worst scenario, though, Preston. People at home asleep. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> you know, so in other words, the likelihood of the the occupancy being almost at max yeah. was great. So, uh, but there's this interesting story, and, and horrible, too. Uh, this guy, Jake Samuelson, his grandparents, Arnie and uh, Miriam, uh, lived in apartment 302. The family's still waiting to hear from them. But this weird thing has happened. His mother's house line has been receiving calls yeah. from the landline phone that rested next to their bed. They're getting, oh, but God. no human sound on the end of the, end of the line. is just static. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Which, that wild? Oh, my God. That's, so there's part of them that's going, she's alive. Is somebody yeah. dialing oh. and can't speak, right. and, and but but they're hearing just static. So they've received a total of 16 calls. Oh, my God. That is awful. The first one coming in the evening after the condo collapse at 9.50 p.m. Thursday. I mean... Uh, Samuel said when the uh, when the first call came in, the family had a mix of emotions, obviously. They said we were shocked. We kind of thought nothing of it because we answered and it was static. On Friday morning when the family went to the uh, reunification center, uh, there were more calls, 15 to be exact. 
Every call after has been gut-wrenching because they don't know if it's actually the Notkins, the family, or something else that's going on. I can't even imagine. This reminds me of, uh, sorry, sorry, wrong number. Sorry, wrong number. Yeah. Twilight Twilight Zone Zone. episode where the woman is getting calls. Yes. uh, I, I, um... A phone line has gone down on this on the, on the grave, grave site of yeah. where her deceased is. But um, yes, that I can't even imagine. They were talking to a couple of people, Preston, who are already in the throes of massive survivor's guilt. Oh my God! Who are who? You know, the one guy is saying the apartment next to me, the condo, gone. gone. Why do I walk? Why am I alive? You know, there's a number of horrifying stories, obviously, coming out of this. But (laughs) one that I saw was um, there were three grandmothers who go away every year together. And they one of the ladies owned a place here and, and the three of them were there. And one of them had called her son and said, there's these weird noises yeah. in the condo. I don't know what it is. And he was like, don't worry about it. Relax, relax. You know, oh, you guys no. you guys will have a good time. And then this. And he's doing what anybody would do, which yeah. is, hey, you're there for right. vacation. Relax, don't worry about it. Take it easy. It's like, oh. And now has to have horrible Awful. guilt. Well, you know, there's also been in the in the rubble there because of the, the lines and stuff like that. There, there's been there've been little mini fires that have erupted. They've had flooding. They've had bad weather. Well, if they have to worry about the rest of it collapsing. The rest of it collapsing. So the story, I guess, came out on Sunday. The one that I uh, relayed to you and uh, Samuelson, the, the 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 grandson, said the family didn't get any calls on Saturday. The last one they had was Friday night. They tried calling the number. Uh, and they get the sound of a of a busy signal, uh. <clears throat> and they're wondering if anyone else, you know, if this is just some kind of anomaly through the phone lines, if anybody else has had the same experience. But I can't imagine how freaky that would be, and horrifying, and all the you know tor- all those emotions. You're being tortured, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. All right. So I noticed that that one's a real downer. Uh, but I noticed something else. Steve uh, sent this story to me, and this is a follow up to something we have mentioned before. Uh, that apparently there is. Supposedly, or people think that there might be all this gold hidden in Elk County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. A Civil War treasure and a recently unsealed document uh, has revealed uh, what's happened with this. And I don't know if I have all the answers or not, but the FBI in Philadelphia spent several days in March 2018 digging for gold at Dents Run. That's what it's called, Dents, D-E-N-T-S. And has long said that nothing was found in the excavation. The treasure hunters who had been studying the site for decades had always thought that the agency was lying about it. Uh, The FBI had done its homework on the gold, uh, even if the story turned out to be a fairy tale. Dude, I just camped at Dents Run last year. (laughs) Really? Yeah. The legend of the Elk County gold dates back to the summer of 1863 when a special union detachment was tasked with transporting 26 gold bars, each weighing 50 pounds, Yeah, uh, from West Virginia to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. It's incredible. That detachment, as the story goes, was ambushed, the gold lost, and supposedly buried. So yeah. there are some people that believe that it's out there and have been looking for it. One of those great legends. Yeah. You know. But I read through the story, Stephen. I, I can't there's really... There's no resolution. There's no resolution yeah. to this. I thought maybe they would say that they went... You know, the the FBI says they went and they looked for it and they couldn't find anything. They, that it hasn't dissuaded... Uh, uh, the treasure hunters? Yeah, yeah so uh, Dennis and Kem Parada uh, and Warren Gettler uh, are some of the names that are kicked around in this article. But they're wondering if... I think that they had alerted the the government to that that this was out there and that 
and and they're some are wondering if the government went and found it and just took it. Well, and that's th- there are many stories like this where where you know oh they found it and they took it. Right. There there are stories of hidden treasure throughout you know the 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 country from different time periods, uh, and uh, so a lot of people believe. Well, no, actually, as you just said, the government found it and they kept it. Right. What's that one place? Oak Island. You guys ever heard of that? Oh, that show Oak Island yeah. is so effing boring, and, and, it, and it, it should be exciting, but. They're looking for this hidden treasure, and it's just, it's so boring. I mean, they're constantly looking. Are, and they're, are they constantly just saying? Excavating. And they're saying, well, here's. We think it's here. We yeah, well, here's, here's the yeah. evidence as to why it's buried here. You know, yeah. and then they go and it's, well, it's not buried here. And I want to no. just be there with a the megaphone saying, you know, if you don't find anything soon, you can all go to hell. <laughs> I don't care. Do they have s- Nine seasons of Oak Island? Yeah, yeah. I haven't found at, it yet. At this point. It's like another one called, uh, and I'll, Claire will start laughing at home because the commercial will come on and I'll, I'll scream out, F Oak Island! <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fell down that hole. They led me astray. Yeah, yeah. Find something! All right, so somewhere there's golden in our hills. Would you, uh um, At least those people believe. Would you have you ever had like a metal detector or anything like that? Not a metal, like a, uh, you know, like a, uh, like a yeah, metal, metal detector. detector. Yeah. We had one. Uh, Carter wanted one for yeah. Christmas one year. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I know what's going to happen. Right, yeah. yeah. You're going to tinker with it for a day. Of course. Bring it to the beach. Well, it's, no, it eventually, it like rotted in his, in the corner <laughs> of his room and I threw it away because I'm like, we're, I, I didn't think we'd ever be at, you know, have yeah. a beach house or anything like that. Yeah. But now, yeah, now he's like, ooh, I wonder if she could have it. No! <laughs> we bought you one of those things. Uh, he can buy one himself. I haven't seen any people yet. Can I get that, a home beer are, making kit? But they are around there. Uh, <laughs> and they never really, they find trinkets and things every now it's and then. It's still you know? cool, though. There was something, um, I sent you a story that is somewhat germane, even a little Tito to this, Preston. It's about this structure off the shore. Did you see? It's like a, a an excavating um Oh yeah, it's like yeah, a rig, and a everyone's asking uh, about what it is. Yeah, it was. They were doing dredging, and, yeah, and they left a um, a, a pipe that they were going to come back and get later, and the pipe started to deteriorate, right? And they can't pull it out, and they left this thing moored out there. That everyone's saying, "What is this and thing?" It's just an unsightly looking, yeah, yeah. barge of some type out in the water, and it's up further north in New Jersey, right? So oh, okay. it, it's not really around our area, but um, so anyhow. They're, I guess they're they've given up looking for this no, well, gold or what? Private private um, uh, gold hunters are 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 at it right now. I mean, they they, they the search is on. And Nick, you were in this area, Denta. Uh, yeah, so that I, I camped Dense run camped right along Dense Run. Uh, Did side, you hear any mention of it while you were out there? Uh, no, no, yeah, it's really yeah, funny yeah. Um, that, that all of this has been going on. Maybe we talked about it before, but anyway. Uh, one of the greatest campsites I've ever stayed at. Absolutely gorgeous. Really? Yeah, really tranquil, really beautiful. And they have wild elk in that part. It's Elk, uh-huh. elk County, and so people will go. It's it's one of the largest wild elk herds east of the Mississippi, and it's a beautiful part of Pennsylvania. I didn't know we even had I know, elk neither did I, but it's, How it's far worth the trip. Here? It's about three and a half, four hours. It's, okay. it's a haul, but um, it's really tranquil. It's really beautiful, and like I said, a great campground. Wow. Okay. All right. I noticed this other thing. Boners. <laughs> Boner alert, in fact, oh, really? actually. Yeah, so this is uh, new research. New research uh, <laughs> finds that there's been a jump in sales of erectile dysfunction or ED, <laughs> ED drugs. Oh, my God. Especially uh, Tadalafil, which is marketed as Cialis in the, okay, US so the past year. Is that, no, has um, it... 
Has Cialis come off patent? I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of times drugs will come off patent and then you'll get all these knockoffs. Yes. Well, mm. the, you can get a generic version of Cialis. Right. So is, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Well, a lot of times th- there's a, there's a, yeah, it's called patent. Yeah. When you want a boner, when you look into your buddy's face, you realize you just can't get it up. Then by God, you'll know how to. Why did you bring up this picture of a penis in front of me? Well, so earlier I was looking up the origins of baloney, and then uh, I, I ended up looking up uh, balanitis, which oh. is different than baloney, uh, although also pink. And is that when your with, penis turns to baloney? It's when the glands gets inflamed. The, oh. And, and uh, so it ha- it's a medical issue uh, that has to do with the wang. I see commercials all the time, Preston, for the, like the home delivery of the knockoff. Um, Which I don't trust, but I would trust the generic uh, Viagra or sure. a generic uh, Cialis. What's the difference, right? Uh, yeah. What's that now? I would. I don't, I, I don't trust the home delivery, you know, boner pills. But I would get a generic boner pills. Uh, Cialis or a, ge- a generic right. Viagra. Yeah. yeah. However, I don't like when you go to pick up your prescription and they've taken it upon themselves to give you the generic version, like. Just right, because that's that should your be your choice. That's what your insurance. That's what your insurance will pay for. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I don't like that. I don't want that. Um, yeah, but a lot of times yeah. your insurance. I'm here for real Viagra, <laughs> not your knockoff stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's cheaper, so they don't want to pay for it. So, Doctor Benjamin Davies said uh, we saw a huge spike in sales of daily use erectile dysfunction pills, drugs, which suggests that some people were having more spontaneous sex than ever. With their partners at home, they wanted to always be ready because uh, Cialis is the the one that you can take daily. That's the one. Like after Viagra had, is the one. It's like, oh, I better take one. You know, after the I had my prostate surgery, so it's a it's basically a blood thinner, you mm-hmm. know, of sorts. And so I was on Cialis for a long time, and you take a low dose, and it's uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, so his team compared sales of ED drugs. Before March 2020 and during the initial months of the pandemic, March December, March to December 2020, uh, the account for other factors that might influence the sale of drugs, though, such as access to pharmacies. The study authors also analyzed the sales of other urological drugs, mm. which didn't change in the months after the pandemic was declared. Uh, there was a short decrease in ED medication sales in March and April 2020, but sales of the drugs have steadily risen since then according to the findings outlined in the research letter published Friday in the Journal of Internal Medicine. Was the decrease in March because of March Madness? I don't know. You never know. You never know, right? I mean, because uh, the uh, vasectomies go up. They do. In that, uh, could be a correlation. In that month, so you never know. Uh, wasn't there, we talked for a long while, and we've talked about various um, stories coming out about uh, they, sort of an equivalent for, for women of Viagra. Yeah. That, and I, I don't exactly know what, supposed what it was. supposed to stimulate libido, I think, yeah. essentially. Maybe not. That's right. Uh, well, there's like uh, actually a vagoner. It makes them more mushy. I don't what <laughs> a vagoner. Yeah, I don't know if there's like actual oral medication, but the the V spot back to them, they do um, like a, I think it's called an O shot or something like that. Really, that'll get yeah, you all amped up. Uh, no, it's an injection, and it like I think it it lasts like it lasts a long time. Like so, a hot beef. You mean like for, for, uh, for an ED thing? Uh, yeah, well, uh, what I don't, would be the equivalent? So for men, it's to remain, you know, right. Firm. Yes, right. so I think it helps with I help it helps with that. It helps with um, sex drive, sex, well, sex drive. drive. Okay, yeah, and uh, I think how do I put this? Uh, maybe renders her mute. Moisture. So there you go. Sometimes... You just said the word you hate. <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, that was the only way I could. I think you're right. It to you I without... think, nope. I think you're exactly right. They've got some wild stuff in this list here. Vampire breast lift. What's that? 
They don't, your breasts only rise at night? <laughs> uh, no, V-tightening hormone replacement therapy, Asmella, Kegel throne. Ooh, a V-plump. O-shot, which is the thing you mentioned. Uh, V-lightening. Man, you have a plumpy-ass vagina. Uh, vampire breast lift, V-plump, mm. and 24-karat uh, gold wax and lead LED. Yeah, LED. LED. yeah. Uh, man, my... Va- a vagical. Vagical. Oh, like a facial. A vag- facial. Vagational. Vagational. Oh, a, a vagical would involve a, a, a small wooden stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a popsicle. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't put that together. Okay. All right. Anyway, we'll talk to the V-Spot. Uh, we'll talk to Paul. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're, just, we're, we're, we're just scratching the surface of this new world. All right. I, something completely different. Let's, yes. get, let's get out of Get our, above the belt. Get out of my crotch here for a minute. Um, well, there's actually a lot of things we could talk about. But I do want to mention this because I think he was, uh, I think we should all agree this man was a very important individual. The Bank of England uh, began circulating its new uh, 50-pound banknotes. Wow, that's heavy. Yes, it is. Uh, no, featuring World War II codebreaker Alan Turing yes. on Wednesday, uh, which would have been the pioneering math genius's 109th birthday. Critical to the success of... You know, the victory yes. of World War II. And uh, computers. Yes. Um, often referred to as the father of computer science and artificial intelligence, uh, Turing was hailed as a war hero and granted the honor uh, by King George VI at the end of the war for helping to defeat the Nazis. Despite this, however, he died as a disgraced criminal simply for being a gay man. And if you ever saw the movie The Imitation Game, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen the story, and, and it's pretty... It's it's. Horrifying and, and wonderful, all in the same light, uh, because of how brilliant he was and how he used his uh, uh, used his smarts. Uh, but Sarah John, who is the Bank of England's chief cashier, said, "I'm delighted that Alan Turing uh, features on our new 50-pound banknote. Uh, he was a brilliant scientist whose thinking still shapes our lives today. However, his many contributions to society were still not enough to spare him the appalling treatment uh, to which he was subjected simply because he was gay." By placing him on the fifty on the new fifty dollar note, uh, we are or fifty pound note, I should say, uh, we're celebrating his life and his achievements, of which we should all be very proud. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool of them to do that. No, it is cool. Very I mean, cool it's, it's an essential that. part of uh, winning the war, and uh, yep. yeah, yep, exactly. Making making uh, uh, the right move. Yes, exactly. So, all right, and that's all we have time for. Yeah. I've been told we can't ah. notice anything more. Uh, we will notice other no things. Time to notice, but Sorry. Be back. Yep. We will absolutely. In an all-new adventure. Of the noticer. <laughs> right. By the way, Steve, real quick, Preston. Uh, they yes. just wrapped filming on Stranger Things season four, so uh, they still have post-production yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So we would not expect it this year. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We got some bizarre file stories. They are just for you. So stay right there, you. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's take a trip to the world of the bizarre. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre. Brought to you by Faulkner, Buick, GMC, and Trevos are ready to help you upgrade to a new vehicle today. Uh, View inventory and pricing online at FaulknerBuickGMC.com to be sure. Uh, story in California. I saw the video of this. It's wild. You need to see it. The city of Lemoore has declared a state of emergency following the deadly water tank explosion Monday yeah. afternoon. Uh, the rupture of a 1.5 million gallon city water tank 
has left the site out of operation. Uh, I've never seen an explosion quite like this. It looks like a movie special effect. It lifts up off the ground. Yeah. It, it flies in the air. It's crazy. Uh, city officials released new footage Tuesday night to capture the moment the tank exploded, uh, hurtling a city employee and killing a contractor as well. Uh, the city manager, Nathan Olson, said as a contractor started to weld, an explosion ensued. The tank separated from the ground, lifted approximately 70 feet vertically before a tsunami occurred, causing major damage to well site number seven. Uh, Olson says the injured city employee is now out of the hospital and is uh, resting with family, but a 41-year-old contractor uh, named Dion Jones never made it home. Look at this, Casey. Look oh at that. Oh, my God. That's man. unbelievable, isn't it? How high that thing wow. goes. If you get a chance to see that video, it's pretty terrifying to see that something that big can fly, that's filled with water, can yes. fly that high in the air. A main driver clocked at 110 miles per hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone told police that his passenger had to go, as in find a restroom, and that's why he was going 65 miles an hour over the posted speed limit yeah. on Tuesday in Fairfield. An officer gave pursuit. No one was hurt in the pursuit, which ended in a convenience store parking lot. Police said the passenger went inside to use the bathroom while the driver was arrested on charges of criminal speeding, operating after suspension and driving under the influence as well. <laughs> there you go. So they've been drinking, they had to pee, sure. they were hauling ass to get where they needed to get, maybe. Five people, you guys probably saw this story, five people are dead after a hot air balloon crash yeah. in Albuquerque. Uh, the hot air balloon had hit a power line just after 7 a.m., uh, the basket that the passengers were riding in detached from the envelope, crashed, and caught fire. Uh, the basket fell about 100 feet. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the envelope, which is the you know inflatable part of it, uh, kept going. Authorities said they located a, a little over a mile south of the crash site. Did you see the footage from the spotter who was... No. Yeah, so oh, they, they, no. they see it happen, and you can tell oh. that it's just going to be not good. Four people, two men, including the pilot, and two women were reported dead following the crash. Uh, police confirmed that a man who was transported to a hospital in critical condition also passed away. And I understand that there was, like, a, a woman who, like, was on a bucket list as she was retiring. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's take a balloon ride. Uh, power was out for about 13,000 customers in the area following the crash, but that's just horrible that that happened. All right, uh, something lighter, eh, kind of yeah. lighter. Here we go. Uh, Tennessee police arrested two people accused of shooting up a Burger King after a dispute over spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, was it the Chick King? Because I had it. What did you think? Good. I really liked it. Mostly. I got to try it two or three more times just to kind of really well, get yeah, my... Yeah, you don't want to be rash. <laughs> no, exactly. Tavares McKinney and Kiona Halliburton... Reportedly got into a fight June 6th with employees at a Memphis Burger King after Halliburton complained that her sandwich had too much hot sauce on it. Too hot. (laughs) Uh, The pair left the restaurant only to return a few minutes later. They started shooting, and it injured two people. This sandwich is not to my liking. I'm going home and getting my gun. Four witnesses identified McKinney and Halliburton to police. They were arrested Wednesday. McKinney's background check, by the way, reportedly revealed nine previous cases and ten warrants. With charges including aggravated assault, kidnapping, and domestic assault. Mm. You would think shooting up over a sandwich right. might alert the police, of which you've had run-ins with many times before. May- they don't understand what yeah. it means to just lay low. Halliburton is scheduled to appear in court uh, today facing charges of attempted first-degree murder and employment of a firearm during a felony. 
All right, and then we'll do one more story before we wrap this edition of the B-File. Uh, oh, wow. This is, okay, this is a wild story. Uh, they flew the coop and vanished into thin air. Bird handlers are devastated after a mind-boggling 5,000 homing pigeons yeah. seemingly disappeared during a race across the U.K. 5,000. Yeah. Hobbyist Richard Sayers wrote in a Facebook post, We've seen one of the very worst ever racing days in our entire history. Uh, this occurred Saturday uh, after 9,000 racing birds took off from uh, Peterborough, Cambridgeshire, on a journey to the northeast. And while the 170-mile round-trip flight should have only taken about three hours, over half of the avian competitors were still unaccounted for. Uh, they were reportedly part of 250,000 pigeons released and approximately 50 racing events across the country, wow. with just 10% of them returning on time and another tens of thousands reported missing. Uh, they think it's unclear what exactly prompted it, uh, but uh, Sayers, whose local pigeon coop reportedly lost as many as 300 birds in the flight, uh, said that most breeders are blaming the atmospheric conditions, possibly a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, because apparently... Um, if it messes with the magnetic field, the pigeons use uh, some like a, like a meteorological GPS, right? Of sorts, their internal follow. system can follow, mm. and so it may have uh, led them astray. And that's a ton of birds to that's lose. A, yes, in an event like that, that's so a good I, thing. Birds aren't real. Uh, that's true. You yeah. know, we learned that earlier. That's why the right. uh, the meeting is taking place in Springfield, Missouri. The birds aren't real, uh, right? Fellowship or whatever it is. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to break. When we come back, we'll see if you've been listening because we'll have a question, a lesson question pertaining to today's program. We'll have a prize associated with that. We'll also get to the trash and music news. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 94 degrees. Well, it's what the number's going to read, but sure. the sensation that you're going to get. The real the, feel? Yeah, the temperature, the uh, the humidity is going to make it feel as if it is 100 degrees today. <laughs> and if you're working outdoors, keep the watcher at the ready because it's going to get even more intense tomorrow and on uh, Wednesday as well. And- and they're saying with the, with the humidity and the, and the heat index, yeah, it's going to feel like 105 degrees. Realize how quickly it can get away from you. Yes. That's why you need to, like I always say before, you know, we've said many times, bring a senior citizen out uh, and have them sit there. When they pass out, it's time to go in. Yeah, you need to go inside. Yeah. Uh, it's the grandmometer. The grandmometer. Uh, Works is, like a charm. Yep, absolutely. All right, so today's lesson question, a prize we have for you is a night at Parks Casino. And that includes uh, two tickets to see Mick Adams and the Stones. Uh, which they are a tribute uh, band, and $50 Parks gift card, good for food at the Beer Garden, Parks Grill, or Liberty Bell, Liberty Bell Gastropub. So uh, it's a night there. should be cool show and some food. Question that I have for you this morning is Prince William promised to kiss a 96-year-old woman who requested a lot of tongue, so much so that he could taste her what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It's a very specific answer. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Prince William... Promised to kiss a 96-year-old woman who requested a lot of tongue, so much so that he could taste her what? 
Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by 80 Moyer Lumber. 80 Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. What's up, Steve? Well, Chris Crocker, who cried leave Britney Spears alone in a viral video years ago, says he still wants the best for her, even though she thinks he is weird and frightening. Crocker says he was going through a rough patch at the time, but has found his calling teaching strike fighter tactics at the Top Gun Academy. Wow. So, yeah, he changed his whole life around. This is of interest to you, Preston. Author George R.R. R. Martin says he regrets the Game of Thrones TV series going beyond his books and says his new novels will correct the series ending. Oh. Martin says his original ending will be realized with the students of Winterfell High School getting to dance on Westeros bandstand. It's going to be really cool. I love it. And finally, Kay Robertson, a.k.a. Miss Kay, the matriarch of the Duck Dynasty family, is recuperating from a severe dog bite on her lips. Apparently, Robertson's lips were so mangled that the only one who could understand her was Cousin Nell. So there you go. That's your Hollywood track. On IT, we shall see if uh, we have someone who has the answer. Prince William promised to kiss a 96-year-old woman who requests a lot of tongue. So much so he could taste what? And I will go to Lauren this morning. Hey, Lauren. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right. Hi, guys. Lauren, so what could Prince William taste when he used all that tongue? organ that's filled with bile, the pancreas. The pancreas. You got it, Lauren. Hang on just a second. And we are going to give you a night out at Parks Casino. You get two tickets to see Mick Adams and the Stones, a Rolling Stones tribute concert, and a $50 Parks Grill, or I'm sorry, Parks gift card, which is good for food at the Beer Garden, Parks Grill, or Liberty Bell Gastropub. Uh, Mick Adams and the Stones, one of the top ten tribute bands in the world, July 9th and 10th. That will be at the Excite Center, and tickets are on sale now at ParksCasino.com. You must be 21 or older. Huh. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I love it. Tribute band. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! You know, I've never been to see a tribute band. But they're really before. good. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be uh, there used to be a band on Long Island years ago called Crystal Ship and they were a Doors tribute band and they huh? were like pretty freaking good. Nice. And a Pink Lloyd, always good. No. Pink Lloyd. <laughs> but Crystal Ship, yeah, they, they were some like Rain. Rain is a tribute band basically, right? For the Beatles? Yeah. yeah. Or Rain, is that the Isn't Cirque du Soleil? Well, Love is the Cirque du Soleil. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm so. just a ask Lloyd. Ask Pink Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> the Fab <laughs> Foe is a good uh, yes Beatles tribute band. Very much so. You know what? Yeah, then I have seen a tribute yeah. band. What the hell am I talking I about? Know. All right, uh, music news what brought do you, want you for me and the Goo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's got to go. Uh, brought to you by Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over ninety breweries and a thousand beers. Don't miss a summer weekend along with the Craft Beer Trail. Of Greater Philadelphia. You can get your fill at visitphilly.com. Uh, Marilyn Manson has reportedly agreed to turn himself into authorities to face assault charges in New Hampshire involving a female videographer. Interesting. At a concert um, his two years ago. Uh, this is for the spitting thing. This right, has nothing not to do with sexual the... stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A warrant was issued for Manson, whose legal name is Brian Werner, uh, in, October, uh, in October of 2019. Uh, during his show at the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion, 
uh, in Guilford. Uh, in Guilford, Manson had spit directly on a camera being operated by one of the venue's videographers, and that image was uh, projected on the screens behind the stage. The videographer opted to press charges because she claimed some of the spit came into contact with her. <laughs> Disgusting. And apparently, he, I think he did it a few times. He did it once he saw that it annoyed her. He was doing oh it on purpose. God. No. Uh, Manson reportedly plans to turn himself into police in Los Angeles and will be booked and released on bail with the condition under the condition that he have no contact with the victim in question. Mm. Anthrax's, speaking of, uh, of crimes and so on, Anthrax's Frank Bellow recalled patrolling the streets of New York with a gun looking for the murderer of his younger brother in 1996. Uh, Bellow's 23-year-old brother, Anthony, was shot three times in the Bronx, and the case was never solved. In a recent episode of a podcast, he admitted uh, that he, quote, kind of snapped. He said, I didn't know me anymore. I didn't know this dark side I had. I went looking. I hunted, and very discreetly. He said, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. I never touched a gun in my life, but I went to people I shouldn't have talked to back then, all the things you can think of. I didn't see or hear the rest of this interview, and I assume he probably regrets doing that yes. because of what could have happened right. to his life had he gone out and sure. taken someone's life. Or and, got and, killed himself. Or and horribly taken the wrong person's yes. life or something like that. So uh, it's just an interesting thing that uh, where you can go to uh, when pushed to a certain level. Jane Dixon frontman Perry Farrell says he hopes the band will regroup for at least one more album. Uh, he said, I love the guys in Jane's Addiction. I want to record with them, but I don't know what their plans are, but I do talk to them about it. He said, these days it's a little different. We, meaning us older guys that are established now, there's not really a need to come out with albums. Although maybe one more album before I die would be awesome with Jane's. And I think that we can do it too. I would like to be pro, I would like uh, to be prolific for the next five years. I think uh, then I'll be able to take a vacation. Uh, he went on to say, "I call them up from time to time and I tell them, hey, I got this track, man, but they're not ready, so I'll give it off to my solo project, Kind Heaven Orchestra.' And they never really get around to making an album. But maybe we can ask him about that September twenty fifth. It's the kind of Jane's addiction at the MM Barbecue. Industry or in general, like with Quentin Tarantino, you know, between movies, there's so much time and there's so much you can just stop and kind of, you know, like, uh, okay, you know, I think I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And Perry Farrell and a lot of the bands, he's right. You reach a certain time and you have your backlog and so on and so forth. It's very rare that you're constantly called upon. Like here, like we have to do a new show every day. In other words, it's, it's a different kind of environment, but to create new content all the time. Right. You know? Right. Courtney Love used social media to call attention to the obvious similarities between the cover of her band Holes' 1994 album Live Through This and Olivia Rodrigo's debut album called Sour. Both album covers feature a prom queen with running mascara holding a large bouquet of flowers. A Rodrigo appeared to pay homage to Love's album in a very familiar photo of herself in the art for her Sour prom concert film. Is she the uh, uh, driver's license girl? Is that, okay. I think so, yeah. I don't know what that means. No, her hit song was Driver's License. Oh, it was okay. like, you know, I, I enjoyed the song myself. But okay. Yeah. Love uh, posted Rodrigo's album cover and wrote, Spot the Difference, Twinning. Although she did follow it with a, a, uh, with a couple of upbeat emojis, including a winky face. And she didn't stop there. Uh, referencing the Ellen Von Unworth, who, or, or referring to Ellen Von Unworth, who photographed Love's album cover, 
Courtney wrote on Facebook that it was rude to create the image without her permission. But Rodrigo's fans started hitting back on Twitter and posting photos from the movie Carrie, which seemed to be where Courtney Love's album got its inspiration Uh for that title. So I don't know, man. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Bruce Springsteen's return to Broadway began began on Saturday night on stage at New York City's St. James Theater. Uh, USA Death Day. of a Salesman, right? Uh, to, no, it's uh, his... I forgot the, the name of the show. I'm tired of sailing stuff. I like being home with my son's oh, fifth and happy. It's Springsteen on Broadway. <laughs> uh, USA Today reported the revamp... I tell you, this selling stuff's going to be the death of me. Wink, wink. Uh, the revamped version of the Tony Award-winning Springsteen on Broadway show had several special guests in the audience for opening night, including uh, Stephen Van Zandt wow. and a New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. According to reports, there were protesters outside the theater demonstrating against the show's vaccine requirement. Mm. The show featured several new twists and turns, both thematically and musically, uh, with he and wife uh, Patty Schialfa trading their duet of Brilliant Disguise for Fire as one of their two team-ups. And the boss, including his 2000 song "American Skin," 41 shots, underscoring the uh, the murder of uh, George, George Floyd. So they added that one in. Uh, the song replaced the 2005 "Devils and Dust" standout "Long Time Coming." Uh, Bruce also replaced the show's finale, "Born to Run," with the 2020 "Letter to You" uh, closer, "I'll See You in My Dreams." Bruce told the crowd at one point, "We're living in troubled time, troubled and troubling times." I don't believe I've seen another moment, certainly not in my lifetime, where the survival of democracy itself, not just who's going to be running for the sh- uh, running the show for the next four years, but the survival of democ- democracy itself is deeply threatened. He also addressed the protesters outside. He said, I'm frightened for us. I understand those folks out in the street. It's scary, scary times filled with confusion. And he also didn't shy away from his November 2019 arrest at New Jersey's Sandy Hook National, um, National Recreation Area to which he pleaded guilty to charges he had imbibed alcohol despite knowing that it was prohibited. Right. Uh, he was sentenced to pay 500 bucks and $40 in court fees. Uh, Bruce broke his silence on the topic by telling the audience, I was handcuffed and thrown in jail. That took some doing. It wasn't easy. I didn't wake up one morning, get on my motorcycle and say, I think I'll drive to jail. Uh, my case was the United States of America versus Bruce Springsteen. That's always comforting to hear. The entire nation is aligned against you. My hometown, New Jersey, they love me there, he said. (laughs) Uh, Bruce also spoke lovingly of his 96-year-old mother, Adele, who's battling Alzheimer's, explaining she can't speak, she can't stand, but when she sees me there, uh, sees me, there's a smile, and there's still a kiss, and there's a sound she makes, and I know it means I love you. When I put on Glenn Miller, she starts moving in her chair, reaching out for me to take her in my arms once more and dance. I love her. Oh, man. Uh, so I guess maybe she can't speak. I don't know what the story uh, is. She sounds so. like she's pretty that's, far gone. That's terrible. Not that he has to, but I'd be interested to see if he ever takes us on the road. You know, he could do it like at the Merriam yeah. in Philly or whatever, and people will come to see him on Broadway, of course. But it'd be cool if yeah. it went out on the road. I mean, the, the Netflix um, it was, it was so good. special was excellent. It was actually the first thing I watched fully on my Oculus uh, set up, you know, because they have that little Netflix app. And that it yeah. Kind of looked, yeah, it's very cool. Watch, so watch it on that. Yeah. It was like it was right there in the theater. Yeah. It's got lasers. And stuff. got lasers and stuff. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> I, I don't like being a salesman. <laughs> I, I just want to stay home and be and happy. And my wife. But I got to go out working for the man. This song is called 
I don't want to be just a salesman guy. <laughs> Going out to sell stuff. Had no idea. I don't like it at all. It's boring and it sucks. And everyone's gunning for my job. There's Biff and Happy, my sons. They're a bunch of little crumb bums. Don't turn me home again. Crumb bums. Never liked it. About time they made it into a song. All right, and then... Frank Rizzo. You're a real crumb bum. Here he is. Stand up. Let the people see you. Oh, you're dead. Get away from me. I don't know. We should be nasty, but... It could take you physically, you know that. <laughs> and sexually. Yeah, and sexually if you wanted to. <laughs> By myself, I'll take you physically. Wow. You're less than a man. Whoa. You're a sub-man. You're under-man. Yeah. You're an under-man. Yeah. All right, I have one last story. Uh, former Skid Row singer Johnny Solinger uh, yeah. passed away. He was only 55 years old. I was not really that familiar no, with him. I wasn't familiar at all with him. He he had replaced Sebastian Bach in 1999. Uh, the band said in a statement, we're saddened to hear the news of our brother Johnny Solinger. Uh, and our thoughts are with his family, friends, and fans. Godspeed, Singo, say hello to Scrappy for us. Uh, Scrappy do? I don't know. Solinger announced... On his Facebook page in May that he was hospitalized after being diagnosed with liver failure. He had said it was with a heavy heart. I must let everyone know what's going on with me and my health. Uh, I have been hospitalized for over the last month. I've been diagnosed with liver failure, and the prognosis is not so good. Um, Very young. Yeah, verified GoFundMe campaign was created shortly after by his friend Brian Lawrence to help pay for his medical bills and palliative care. Uh, Lawrence had been been posting updates on Solinger's um, health regularly. Uh, but on Sunday, uh, Lawrence opposed an update from his wife, Paula, saying Johnny has passed. I was holding his hand. He went in peace. Thank you all. I will take a break from everything, but please know that I'm forever grateful for your love. So it's terrible news. It's to very bad. Yeah. So, yeah. It's sad to see that. Yep. All right. That's it. That's what I have in uh, music news. Sorry to be end on a downer there, Bruce. Yeah, we got to do it sometime. This one lets it back. Yeah. A one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Rizzo. <laughs> Frank, get on the back of my motorcycle. He's there to count off the song. Yes. Two more time, calm down, Frank. Right. One, two, three. The screen door slams. <laughs> Frank Rizzo's dress waves. You ever see that kind of dress? <laughs> You're crazy. a coward. I am not. <laughs> I'm just saying it. You're really. a creep. I'm a, am I a creep, Krim? You're a crumb creep. <laughs> All right. That's all we have time for. All right. We're going to take a uh, quick break, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Just the Preston and Steve show. Just me. Oh. oh. And I'm just, he's taking over. He's really upset. It's just him. Okay. Yeah. Well, how about you and, uh, and Preston and Steve? Okay. Just the three of us, four of us, me okay. and you. Okay. Oh, me? Yeah. You too, Case. You're a part of it. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. MMR is Essential 200, a daily look at the songs that influenced, elevated, or flat-out changed what we call rock and roll. These are the big ones and the not-so-obvious ones that every rock fan should know. Go to WMMR.com now to vote for the songs most essential to you. We'll be playing them back in order on a blockbuster 4th of July weekend. MMR's Essential 200 with Jackson, weekdays at 4. From Meineke, for all your automotive repair needs. 
band. 93.3 WMMR, the station that's played everything that rocks Philly since day one. Coming to a close for a Monday morning, a hot one indeed. And we thank you for being a part of the program today. And you were our one and only guest today. Who knows what's coming up next? We're going to have some guests a little further down the road. I do want to reiterate some information just to make sure you're aware of it. And it's the fact that we have released new dates or saved the dates for Camp Out for Hunger 2021. Uh, it's going to be a little earlier than usual. We had moved it a week earlier last year uh, because of COVID. And now... Uh, there are some scheduling issues with the sports complex. We're like, you know what? Let's let's work with that. And so we are going to do it even earlier, November 1st to November 5th. So just kidding. I know it's well in advance, but maybe you plan your uh, your food drives with, with schools or work or whatever. So yes. you need to be made aware of that situation. Uh, details at WMMR.com. We'll get more information down the road about that. Uh, Brett Porsche hey, is here. Hey, good morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks. And you mentioned uh, Jeff Walton earlier with Philafront. They're pumped for that uh, yeah. the car show that they have lined up for that. I love it, man. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it because it was so much fun the first time it was done. We couldn't quite do it the way, you know, last year, obviously, yeah. with everything that was going on. But it was just so much fun. And all the different cars down there. I mean, oh if, you're, if you're a gearhead, it's really cool to check out. I'm admiring your shirt. I like oh, that a lot. It's Trocadero shirt. Oh, yeah. Where did you get that? Because it's got the beginning and end dates on it. Online. Really? Yeah, just on a, on a website online. I got to get one. Yeah, you should have said you were there the night Elton John performed for the first time <laughs> in the United States. And that's why you got that shirt. Well, I mean, it's a theater that goes back. No, to that eight. was the, that's the Troubadour. Oh, that's right, Trocadero. Yes, here in Philly. Oh, I, I didn't even. But did you realize uh, that Trocadero has been around since 1870? Uh, we knew it was uh, that it was. Yeah, it, it closed for a while, but but it started back then. And at one time, it was like a, a burlesque club mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, stuff. I had so a complete brain fart. I love that. I yeah. used to. We, we used to have our, our uh, screenings there, Preston, yeah. for the. Um, it's funny how it falls out of your mind. It hasn't been around for sure. a while. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Um, all right. Well, listen, sir. We need you this week if you can handle a responsibility. A letter each day for me. Okay, we can all do right. that. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter U is an under ruse. All right, and we do have a word that uh, will be formed by the time we get to Friday, and we have a prize that we will give away, and it is from Revivalist Spirits. A bottle of each of these, all right? So they're amazing Revivalist Vodka, they're refreshing Revivalist Summertide Gin, and Young American Bourbon. And also we'll throw in a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro. Revivalist Spirits voted Top Craft Gin Distillery in USA by USA Today. Mm. And you can order online for free delivery anywhere in PA with the purchase of two bottles or more. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, so you're in this week for Pierre. And next. Uh, oh, oh, and next two weeks. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. What do we have in store for today's program, sir? Workforce Blocks today. Tom Petty. Today's the 20th anniversary of his Camden show, so we're going to play some live stuff for that. Wow. Uh, killers, their bassist, Mike Stormer, or Mark Stormer, celebrating a birthday today, so we're going to do some Killers. And Ronnie James Dio. Pierre actually forwarded me an email from a listener, so I got some requests for Ronnie James Dio. We're going to be doing some Heaven and Hell, some it. Rainbow, some solo stuff, so that's coming your way at noon today. I love it. Yeah. Stick around for Brent. I'm going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme. They have everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. And also brought to you by A.D. Moyer. Higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. Uh, tomorrow on the program, looks like we are going to have... Ah, the actor who played Mike TV from Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. Paris Themer. Or is it Themen? 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 Themen, yeah. Themen, Themen. Themen. will be It's really good. 
Uh, we will also, we're going to talk to Jason Kelsey. Oh. I haven't spoke to him in a little while, and we'll have a tattoo Tuesday and more. That is it. We are done. So rage on and have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map.